you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Support for today's show comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes and no judgments. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash FriendZone and use code FRIENDZONE to get $10 off, pardon me, $30 off your first month, and show your support for the show. Talkspace. It's therapy for how we live today. Okay. Welcome to the FRIENDZONE. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K-Friend. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. What was your reaction to Sheree bringing up your mugshot in tonight's episode? I really don't care about Sheree bringing up a mugshot. Sheree is trying to... A mugshot does not equal... Anybody can get a mugshot, first of all, for a traffic ticket. A mugshot does not equal... 10 years in prison for doing a Ponzi scheme. I ain't spent a day in jail doing nothing, honey, okay? So you got 10 years in prison, you sure won't walk around here being nice to no damn body. You got 10 years with the feds, honey. That's a whole nother situation. And by the way, Sheree, we worry about her own mugshot. Her son got a mugshot and her man got a mugshot. So please don't call out no mugshots now. Let's be for real. She had hers expunged. She was still not the store, remember? Another one. I think that, you know, I'm finding some sort of frequency and vibration with the idea of, (laughs) you know, releasing these mantras for the month of January at least. The clips that we released this month will all include a mantra for you to, you know, carry out through the rest of your 2018. Not this spiritual And so, that's right. You know, listen, all walks of life. (laughs) So, I just want to say, in 2018, let them know. Worry about your own mugshot. <laughs> Worry about your Worry mug about shot. your own mugshot. Everybody got their own stuff. Everybody got their own baggage. Bag lady, you gonna hurt your back. Got her back been bent. Okay. <laughs> So, everybody got their own mugshot? You worry about your own mugshot in 2018. And with that being said and done, most importantly, (laughs) welcome to the Friend Zone, your (laughs) weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the Hades, she old hell, wants a musty brain? Wants a musty brain. Y'all hear them crickets? Do you see the tumbleweed rolling across the podcast? Nobody wants a musty brain, so that's what we all doing here. Welcome to the friend zone. Hey, friend. Hey, Dustin. How you doing? I'm good. How was your weekend? Listen, ain't nothing like a weekend, okay? (laughs) 
My weekend was absolutely great. I see um, it in your face. It just was great. I went to some fantastic um, restaurants and had some great dining experiences. Mm. Um, it was just, it was what a did great you have? weekend. What did you have? What right? didn't I have is a question. Delicious. Y'all starting early. <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. But anyway, so that my weekend was great though. Spent with loved ones, friends, family, fun, all those sorts of things. Yay. Got a lot of work done. It was a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you, Asante? My weekend was good. I um actually got really high and went uh, to Atlanta with Crystal. Wow. Uh, shout out to Shariel. It was her birthday. Happy birthday, Shariel. We went down to celebrate. It was amazing. That's uh, why you were there. I don't know why I thought it was a read live show. Nope. It Duh. was just us kicking it and so cute. you know, having fun in the city. It was a good ass time. Got to go to the strip club. Got to go to Waffle House. Waffle House. So, you know, I got to do my little check-ins while I was in the A. So it was great. It's always great going home. Cute. A little quick in and out trip, but it was cold as hell. So glad to be back in New York, which is wildly warm. Heat wave at 40 degrees. Okay. How was your weekend, friend? (laughs) Um, It was cool. I spent most of it with my grandmother. Uh, Just making sure she's good. That's sort of my, our routine now. If I can squeeze in a Saturday and Sunday. Um, and just, I told y'all I'm going to be laying low this month, setting my ducks in a row, and then also been focusing a lot on, I told you guys last week that I have a bit of a pinched nerve, yeah. so I've been getting that figured out, uh, been going to the chiropractor, I'm now officially adulting, because wow. I have a chiropractic uh, massage once a week. Wow, <laughs> friend. That's how Mandatory. real shit has gotten, but I get it, it's my fault, I didn't, um... You know, so many things to think about throughout the year. I did not pay attention to my spinal hygiene, Mm. which is just something, honestly, I can say that I totally let slip under my radar. And I'm paying for it, but it's okay because I caught everything early um, and getting it figured out make sure i'm moving properly the cairo is dope it's kind of scary though when they crack you up you're just like whoa okay (laughs) (laughs) you're trying to kill me (laughs) okay (laughs) right yeah they took x-rays of my spine and just showed me exactly what's happening it's actually stemming from a 20 year old neck injury wow i know isn't that crazy man what a 20 year old neck injury that i guess i didn't realize was that deep at the time and Y'all, make sure you're taking care of your body. (laughs) Make sure you're mindful of every little ache and every little pain and anything that shoots up and any toe that hurts and finger that goes tingly and numb. Get all of that checked out. Don't tell me that. Yeah, you know how you could put little aches kind of to the back burner like, oh, I'll I'll check on that one Mm -hmm. day or you kind of get used to it because you've had it for a while. Don't do that. Yes. This year we're not doing none of that. Don't do no. that. Please. Absolutely none not. of that. Get Leaving it all the out. pain in 2017. <laughs> For real. <laughs> no more pain. Hey, no more pain. <laughs> For real though. So no get all that checked out. Chance. Y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Oh, let's do it. Like a, like a trampoline. <laughs> so on last week's <laughs> episode, we were discussing uh, ditch and replace, which is what we were I can't even speak English today. I'm like, what we? Were. I'll do it for you. It's what we doing with niggas, <laughs> ditching and replacing. Them. No, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, we were uh, leaving things behind in 2017, but also explaining no. what no, what we want to replace it with. It's not going to be our new thing. So no. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of you had a lot to say, which was actually really hilarious. So Asante, who stood out to you? Shout out to Jada in the emails. Uh, she wrote into the show with artists to watch. Hey, friends. So I listened to your Ditch and Replace episode. I totally agree with your points about music videos and channels like MTV and VH1. I remember when I used to wake up for school in the morning and turn on MTV to start my day with some jams. And I'm only 23 of 2017. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I can say I haven't been wowed by a music video in a while. But recently I've listened to an artist named, I am hoping I can say this artist name right, uh, Che Lingo or Chi Lingo. It's C-H-E. So I want to say Che Lingo. Che, yeah. But uh, his song Black Girl Magic is a jam. I also like the video because he's displaying the different shades, personalities, and beauties of brown skin. I also like how black children are being incorporated in the styling and braiding of our hair as kids. It just reminded me of early 2000 videos where black artists were sitting on the stoop getting their hair braided and showing their humility. It was just kind of like the diamond in the rough being portrayed for me. And this song makes me feel so good about myself as a black woman. This is for this is especially hard to find in music these days. Thanks for reading. So I just want to shout Jada out because uh, that song is dope. Black Girl Magic. Um, and I just think that it's. Ditch and replace, we got to get rid of some of this, like, miscellaneous-ass content on MTV, like, ridiculousness or whatever these shows are. <laughs> and they've been and around for a minute. Give too. us some more music. <laughs> what did you find, friend? I'm actually dipping into Dustin's neck of the woods. You know, it's all you always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> In the Twitter streets. She got uh, a license, y'all. <laughs> Seymour Santos Ooh. said, I didn't know that Hey Fran Hey was hip to death note. And I just got mad hype for nothing. <laughs> but was that when we were talking about the reboot? Yes. Because the reboot the Death Note on movie Netflix. Was so awful. First of all, problem number one: where were the lead Asian actors? Where? How do you just not include them at all in their storyline? And it was, I think, in a high school, and everyone was white. I was like, what mm -hmm. is this? It didn't even fit the vibe. Cause and then L Death was Note black. Like emo. I know L was black, but <laughs> that was probably the only cool part. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just thought I wasn't a fan of the reboot because I love Death Note. It's actually the only anime that I can refer to because it's the only one I've ever watched in its entirety. It's like 90-something million yeah. episodes. As long as hell. As it's, long as hell. It's, it's riveting. Yo, <laughs> y'all gotta watch it. Shout out to Claude. He put me on back in like 2010 or something I remember crazy. you told me about it forever Remember ago. back in the day. You told day. me about it a long ass time ago. I was like, friend, what? Really? Anime? What? <laughs> I gotta watch this. Shit. So good, though. If you haven't long. checked it out, where can people check out Death Note right now? <laughs> well... I am a nerd, so I can find it on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll? <laughs> Crunchyroll is a website. You can watch all sorts of anime on there. And I think they have Sick. probably all the seasons of Death Note on there. Because I watched all the seasons of Bleach. They got Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, all those on there. So I need to sign up. So check it out on Crunchyroll. You Trust me. You won't regret it. It's so good. <laughs> it's good. Not to be confused with Crunchy Black <laughs> from 3-6 Mafia. So Dustin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what you find in the Twitter streets? Well, the streets have been really packed wall-to-wall -wall and back-to-back. Word to Johnny yeah. Taylor. Um, 
Shout out to Simply Ambi, um, Amber Lynn, who tweeted, it was me, I am the tea girl, LOL. Yes. So per our, uh, per our episode last week, and Thanks, per my Amber. inability to talk this week. I still use those reusable tea bags. That's right. She was the girl with the tea, so we didn't find you. Um, I also would like to give a shout out to, uh, at Chrissy Taught Me. Uh, Liddy Schmidt, who said that awkward moment when I'm literally scalloping my edges while listening to Look at Dustin on Friends on Pod, <laughs> laughing my ass off to shameful accuracy. I thought it was hilarious. And then I went and referenced her page, and her edges look really good, so she wasn't even tripping. I mean, she was tripping for nothing. Um, I want to give a huge shout-out to um, the lovely Maya's World, Shameless Maya. Yes. Who was always dropping dimes for y'all asses. And she tweeted, having less while creating more is the art of creativity. Say yes, that. Maya. Okay, now you let that sit up on your shoulders and your waistline from time to time. That Man. is wisdom, all right? <laughs> then I want to give a shout out to Barbara Streisand. I don't have Word, to spell because you know who that is. Who tweeted, in my humble opinion, I was very disappointed that director Dee Rees and her powerful film Mudbound movie wasn't even nominated. And she was referring to the Golden Globes. Um and, you know, for something like that to come out of Barbara Streisand's mouth, who is an EGOT and all these other things. And she's like, you know, the ultimate um, entertainer for her to recognize a film that has my girl, Mary J. Blige, in it, who's been getting <laughs> okay. all sort of critical acclaim and acclaim from her peers for her performance in Mudbound. She was nominated for two Golden Globe Awards. Unfortunately, she didn't take home any trophies, but that's okay. She was nominated, and she's also listed in the exclusive group of entertainers who have been nominated in dual categories at the Golden Globes, one for song and one for acting. So shout out to Mary J. Blige Damn. getting that co-sign from Babs. Now, as a reference, this is not the first co-sign from Barbara Streisand for Mary J. Blige. See, Mary J. Blige is a legend, and she's respected by her real peers like Barbara Streisand. Case in point, A Merry Christmas, which is Mary J. Blige's beautiful Christmas album produced by David Foster. Um, it's an amazing wow, album. Wow, David she, Foster. Yes, and she actually has a feature from Barbara Streisand on that album. Mary J. Blige wow. has a song with Barbara Streisand on her Christmas album. Put some respect on her name, all tree, y'all. <laughs> all tree, y'all. So um, I also want to give my last shout-out to at Big Head Monty with two eyes, who tweeted, Why do my mama entertain my brother Stranger Things obsession? And she accompanied it with a video of her brother casting a power. Now, I don't watch the show. <laughs> And his mother, like, slamming up against the wall. Uh, and it's the to cutest be little family. <laughs> yeah. That's really cute, So I just wanted to give a shout-out to that because that was super cute. And that's it all was. I found. In these streets. In these streets. Ow. And before we move forward, I actually want to take advantage that Dustin brought up Shameless Maya because she uh, created a YouTube video that explains Bitcoin Woo! and cryptocurrency. It's a perfect follow-up to the episode that we did with Zion in case you felt like you needed a little more uh, information or maybe you're a visual learner and seeing it firsthand, you know, how to use the exchanges, what it looks like is more your speed. So you have the audio, you have the visual, happy money-making. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, 
I have to shout out my homie, Jesse Boykins, Woo! who will be performing live on TRL, you guys. Wow. At 4 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Um, he will be performing his single, Earth Girls. So please, everyone, tune to it if you have MTV. Obviously, the more ratings, the more traffic, the more hype, the That's more right. tweets and social media engagement surrounding the performance will let people know how dope he is and hopefully they'll bring him back and put him on a bunch of other programs so send him love send him love tweet him send let everyone know that he's gonna be on tv okay so Go check him out check right? out his new project that just came out yes he's now signed a jeff jam so definitely check him out it's called bartholomew love you jesse yeah and Maya. Okay. And Maya. And Maya. Okay. The fourth member of the friend zone. <laughs> okay. In the corner on the thing, on the artwork. <laughs> that was so damn funny. I still have that picture saved in my phone. <laughs> That's the, I just said she's the fourth member. So y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Oh, let's do it. So remember last time we were talking, in last week's episode, we brought up the, I don't even know how we got to it, but we were talking about Frank Ocean's album, Blonde. Mm-hmm. What even led us to that? Something in your music segment? No, Some, it wasn't. It no? Was, no. We were talking about um, Nene's hair. And we were talking about which shade of blonde. I really, I really looked over at him like yeah. he was. It was which shade of blonde would guide best. us. I think that it was earlier in the segment <laughs> we were talking about ditch and replace it something. Exactly. There was a music segment. <laughs> so. Because remember it was the music category. Oh yes. Right. <laughs> but I remember you expressing that you did not like it the first time that you heard it. No, no, no. Or oh, okay. Don't Tony Braxton me. Okay. Go. Ooh. <laughs> Before people jump down. I can't my even throat. say that name back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was dishwater blonde. I ain't gonna lie. No, no, no. I wasn't I, impressed. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I didn't feel it. It wasn't that I thought it was bad. It was just that you you ever see an you album? Yeah, the people are like, "Yo, this is the greatest shit ever." And you're just like, "Okay." I didn't hate it. I love Frank Ocean. I'm actually a huge fan. Orange was obviously amazing. Right. Um, and all his projects are amazing. All his mixtapes from back in the day when he what was his name bro um lonnie bro, lonnie lonnie bro. bro and mm-hmm. he was awesome he had like 45 i remember my old ipod had probably like hundreds of his demos so i've always mm-hmm. been a fan but i just didn't connect and then randomly i heard siegfried i don't even know <laughs> where i was and it hit me <laughs> like it hit me like i was like oh Suddenly the words felt different, sounded different, the music sounded different. It's like my consciousness, let me be friend for a second, opened up to it. And I completely received the album in a way I hadn't before. So we touched on that last week. And then (laughs) people were tagging me to DJ Booth, who had written an article and posted it on Twitter, where he was saying the same exact thing the next day. About the same damn album. About the same album and how something he didn't feel, but now he does. And he was just kind of breaking that down. Like, how is it that that happened to him? And it kind of got me thinking. I was like, what is it? That makes you like something or not like something and then completely just change your perspective on it at some point in your life or not. But what is it that causes those changes? And and even trying to think back to like what happened in that moment that made you receive it differently. So I was curious and this could range in everything from music to food that you eaten that you hated and now you love. Maybe coconut water. Don't play with me. You no, for real. No, 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 but let me tell <laughs> People you. People say that it's so nasty, and I'm like, what? But let me tell you something, friend. <laughs> you 
Here we go. Before, like two or three years ago, coconut water just used to be gross. I used to be like, this is there. Like there used to be an aftertaste. There was something that just was not doing it for me. Some of them had the little pulp in it. And, you know, I was just like, mm, I don't favorite. know about this. Mm. Now. You were with me when we was in Atlanta. Yes, and I got at the my co- spot, our Thomas. So, you know, I do fuck with the coconut water with the little pieces in there. I do, But it, it took a while. I started to drink it because I heard it was good for hydration. I was like, mm-hmm. let me just see if this is something I could get used to. And then after a while, it was like, okay, like, you know, Rihanna's doing the Vita Coco. <laughs> you know, this don't taste that bad. There ain't no weird, like, flavor to it because I'd get the original. There was, like, the lemonade ones and the pineapple. And I was like, I don't know if I can do all this. Original. I acquired it and it was bomb. But I didn't know why that happened. I just kept drinking it and eventually I kind of like liked it. See, but it, see, because there's this thing in psychology, because of course I had to look it up. Um, and it's called the mere exposure effect. It's a psychological phenomenon by which people tend to develop a preference for things merely because they're familiar with them. In social psychology, this effect is sometimes called the familiarity principle. Mm. It's almost kind of, at least my interpretation of it, is like the radio. When you hear a song that you might hate, and then you catch yourself singing the hook because you've heard mm-hmm. it like they five beat times. beat the hell out of dead horse. Right. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're like, you know what? This isn't so bad. It's catchy. You kind of make excuses for it, and then suddenly you like it. Next thing you know, despacito. <laughs> Next thing you know, because that shit grew example. on. When I tell you now, I'll be in the car like jamming. <laughs> and then obviously they say that sometimes it's the opposite effect too, where you can hear something so much. And I think that's kind of what happened with Bodak Yellow, where they, oh my God. especially New York, I can't really speak for any other radio or city or club, but that song was played so much that now when you hear it, you're just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the radio, I think, did the most with it. I mean, Bodak Yellow was huge, huge. but they ran it. Friend, down. I can tell you that they did it everywhere. Every. I remember being in different oh, cities. Oh, in every city and in then, Atlanta, too. Psh, in every city I went to on the road, it would come on the radio and the Starbucks. And I'd be like, okay, at Cardi the airport. coming at- <laughs> What? <laughs> Seen a little man on the Alaska Airlines tail jamming the Cardi Stop. B on that yellow. I was like, oh, here we go. No, man. <laughs> but I just thought that was interesting. Obviously, I had to look up for the psychological terms for it. Yes. Um. But I do you think it's because you kept seeing coconut water. I mean, you said Rihanna started uh, working for them, kind of, or not working for them. She's so clean. I remember, like, in 2010, this girl I used to work with, she always used to drink coconut water. And I remember trying it and be like, okay, this is not so bad, but I don't really like it. And she'd be like, you know, you're crazy. You need to drink it. You need to try a different version. So I was like, let me just try different ones. And I was trying different ones. And then finally, I started to like the taste to be like, okay, this is what I don't actually like about these. Because I started to find brands that I trusted. And then, I, you know, the Vita Coco one, when I was like, okay, this is actually really, you know, I keep seeing Rihanna holding this damn coconut water up. <laughs> so let me just try that one. And so I was, was trying it. was a cosign. It. it was a cosign from Rihanna. I mean, I I mean, it helped. Because, you know, there were all the other brands, you know, in the bodega now, there are good brands and then there are bad brands. So you don't really know what to trust anyway. Because <laughs> the bodega has everything, you know, anything from Pepsi and Sprite and Coke. To like the lower budget, like the little, um, like the Coco Rico, which is a good soda. Oh my God, that used to but be it's my still soda. Like an indie ass ghetto ass soda <laughs> that they wouldn't carry like a quick trip in Atlanta, I feel like. Right. So then you have all these different ass coconut waters in the deli. It's like, okay, is this a good one? Because you know, little, there'll be them little nectar juices in there and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But the one we had in Atlanta was like a straight up no, coconut. That was a coconut. Like he came with the machete. The dude came, opened it up for us. So that to me is my favorite. I'm actually not a f- huge fan. 
of a lot of the commercial coconut companies. I do like Harmless Harvest. That's a good one. It's expensive. It tastes, it tastes closest to the but to, natural yeah, thing. To me, from all the ones I've tasted, obviously I haven't tasted all of them, but the ones I have, that's the closest to a real coconut. It's so good. I just don't know how people don't like it. If you get coconut <laughs> water, I will say Vita Coco is just like a version of some some coconut juice. Like it's not a natural <laughs> right. coconut water. Like if you go out to a restaurant and they have like fresh pure coconut water, I say give it a try because it's good. It's I good posted the picture from when we were in Atlanta. And, yo, the comments on Instagram, you can still go back now. I mean, obviously, this was like years ago, probably like 2015 or something. Oh, that, we you ate, remember? When we were in Atlanta this weekend, we ate at the restaurant that uh, we ate at with my parents right there by the hotel. Oh, cute. They were playing the game in there. It was that a bunch was of so fun. Fans I love your shit. parents. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dustin? Is there something, anything? It could be fashion, music, even a person, an artist. That you just were like, uh uh-uh. And now all of a sudden, you see it for them. Or maybe in the reverse. Well, first of all, dialing back to... I'm having the experience right now in this moment. Because you referenced um, DJ Booth for writing the article. Mm -hmm. And the the name itself, I'm struggling with. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, it's catchy. It's like, you know, I'm DJ Booth in the DJ Booth. But... It's like, is that your location? Is that your no, name? I just no. can't decide if it's stupid or not. I don't, put DJ I don't know. I don't know if it's stupid or not. But <laughs> beyond that, believe it or not, you know, don't punish me and don't take my black card away from Uh-oh. me. Which I'm, I'm so black, I ain't even gonna give it up if you try to take it. But candy yams. <gasps> Okay, candy you didn't like fucking them and yams. You do now? I used to, of course, when I was a child, they're sweet and covered in sugar and butter and cinnamon and shit. So I loved them, mm-hmm. you know. But as I've gotten older, and I don't know, dog, it's just something about like <laughs> the texture of certain shit in my mouth. Like I don't like that 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 the mushy, mushy and then that. combined with so you already got mushy, which has me already. On the edge. <laughs> then, so we, with the mushy, you got the slime of that sugar juice mm. that's on there. Mm. And then, this is really gross. What really, like, made me say, the door is closed to candy yams, right? <laughs> There's such a leftover-esque <laughs> food, right? Because they're usually prepared around the holidays or when there's a large meal like that that you have leftovers for. And so when you take them out of the refrigerator and you go to spoon them and scoop them up, the sugar juice has thickened naturally from the from it being chilled, and so it's really slimy. And homie, don't play that. That's all I got to say. So I saw that slime, and I was like, "That's my time." <laughs> That's so you it. used to like it, but now you don't. I used to love them, can't stand them now. And don't let me say this: just because I don't like them doesn't mean I don't know them or understand them. So I wish you would try me and try my time. Uh-oh. Come around here with some candy yams with marshmallows on the top of them. We don't eat them like that. You know what? I did not. We get don't into eat that. that. I, I was like, why do they have marshmallows in here? But I have had it a couple times. Like this is actually not so bad. I'm straight. It just wouldn't be my regular. But yeah, so that happened with me with candy yams. That's one thing that I can literally say it shifted. My tastes have shifted. Also, tighter pants. <laughs> oh, you know Believe what? it or not. That's real. That has been such a struggle for me. You know, I'm from the Midwest. That and is so funny. For real, so our real. pants looked like family rooms. They were huge, but like we cannot 
how long can you be, you know, bridled by, you know, the burden of making sure your pants are big enough to be socially acceptable? Fuck that shit. I got legs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I once I found out I had Gams. stems and gams, you know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck that shit. I put on me a pair of tight pants and I heard Encore by Evelyn Champagne King start playing in my head. Y'all Y'all so good, good love. You start hearing it whenever you put on tight pants. That's a song. Stepping in the show tonight. After working hard, you start hearing that when you put on tight pants. But no, as I've gotten older and matured, I have found that I don't know. I just feel more comfortable when my pants are tailored to a certain fit. I feel like the athletic fit and cut is more flattering on my body and on my shoes because I wear 11 and a half. I got big feet. Mm -hmm. Here you go. <laughs> so, Please you know, so you have, as a guy, hello, <laughs> as a guy, you have to consider that. There's so many things about being a guy that people overlook. Mm -hmm. But our shoes are so big, I'll never forget on King of the Hill when their neighbor <laughs> told Peggy Hill, Ooh, Peggy Hill, your feet so big like boats. She said her feet look like boats. <laughs> and as guys, we have that problem. So I found that a tapered leg is more flattering, mm. and that just I've worn tighter pants. And so that, but back in the day, the old Dustin, and there's some niggas listening to this show right That's now who know that person, and they know that I would have never been caught dead with some pants as tight as much. I really be pushing it. I wonder what because I noticed that too. Yeah, my pants they that tight, friend. No, <laughs> no, I don't mean for yours. Oh I mean when I Jesus. go back to the old block. <laughs> The dudes that I would have never guessed would be in some tight-ass jeans are in tight-ass jeans, sitting on the block, on the bench. And I wonder, what is it that changed men's perspective on tight-ass pants? I do think it's sort of like Asante was saying with the coconut juice. is a cosign. Mm -hmm. Every yeah. rapper. Yeah, when rappers really started doing that shit with yeah. Wayne and all Who them. started it? Kanye. Did he? Mm -hmm. Tight pants? Kanye started that whole trend of like, you know, slimmer like fitting hugging. clothes and shit when it came to like yeah. urban streetwear. Really? Yeah, yeah. You remember he did the medium sweater over like the, the button up shirt. Oh, shit. Sometimes yeah. he would do the t shirt over the button up or some shit. Like he was really like pushing fashion because I remember he was doing like the backpacks and all that. Mm -hmm. so for a lot of people, I'm sure. Now, let me be yeah, clear for, for a lot of come people. On, come, on, come around this. Well, they ain't going to come fuck with me because they already know I don't give a damn. But <laughs> there were definitely people who, you know, made those stuff those strides in style before him mm -hmm. but because Kanye was so visible and so popular there are a lot of people who may not have you know been inclined to follow a trend per se right. that were comfortable because it was him right so and, and then he rappers. had he brought out like Big Sean came you know what I mean and he was a fashion you know a fashionable rapper yeah you know fabulous look at he's like literally he's an ambassador for New York Fashion Week men's now he's at all the shows front row and he takes risks like fat fabulous be on Fashion Bomb daily <laughs> yeah for real he, for real. he be on Fashion Bomb daily he, dressed I love how he dresses. dressed yes. he to me is such a New York dude. Like the New York dude that can dress, that's what they look like. Sharper than the right turn. <laughs> Even Lil Wayne influenced it with his like the skateboard yep. culture and all that. Mm -hmm. He'd wear the real skinny ass jeans with his big ass boxers hanging out the back. Now right. you see a bunch of little kids doing that shit now. So I guess the cosine is a big thing now that opens people up to trying different things. I just didn't want to be country per se. No offense to anything or anybody's style choice, but like you know how like you watch the Real Housewives of Potomac and like <laughs> they go through all this work, like to be glammed up or work with a stylist or whatever, but they going. all literally look like 
they were on Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, like the black family that lived in that neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And just all that tacky, that gaudy, you know, appliques. You just see all that, and for me, it's like cringeworthy. So you then say to yourself, okay, let me do, let me, let me just do a self-evaluation and check myself first. You know what I mean? And you go through, like, your style. And I have found that in my head, I'm buying a 34 and thinking, you know, these are fitted jeans because they're not a huge, you know, shack. Shaquille O'Neal 36 waist pant on me and the whole time the 34 is actually baggy so then I started working with this tailor and he was like Dustin you should just try like you know he encouraged me to take certain risks and when you I would see the clothing it. yeah because I but I knew that on my merit alone it just wasn't gonna happen <laughs> you know what I'm saying That's I needed the help shit. yeah um okay so since we started out with food and both of you gave food I would say olives Olives. Which I know that's so random, but I used to find them disgusting. Like, I would pick it out when my grandmother and my mom mm-hmm. cooked with it, like mm-hmm. a seasoning. I would always pick it out of my food. And now I literally I crave olives. it. You get like, extra. I crave it. I do. And I literally, <laughs> it's one of my favorite snacks now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll eat a bowl of olives with the little uh, cherry tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm, mixed together with a little bit of. Uh, pink Himalayan salt on top and just that'll that's just a snack for me now friend do you know what put an egg on mine (laughs) I remember going to the grocery (laughs) store when I was younger and seeing like at the salad bar the little olives and all that and being like what the hell I know like who would ever and and look at it like who would ever (laughs) and And now now, it's me now I'll be in Whole Foods being like let me just stop by this little olive bar and see what the hell is (laughs) and don't slap them on a pizza pie Oh, oh, that's a morning. Oh. <laughs> I love me a little Supreme of uh, the Works. What? Mm, and you know what? The same there. with Oof. seltzer water. Oh, oh yeah. my! I used to think it was the dumbest, most. I never understood him. Like, why would you drink even. something that tastes like nothing and just fizzes? It's like like alka seltzer, right? And now, now I love it with a lemon. It's the most refreshing, most oh. satisfying, oh. thirst quenching beverage in the world. I crave it more than anything. It's even like like the taste of a Pellegrino, a fresh mm, ice cold Pellegrino cold one with one your food after a long oh, day. Yes. That is it's delicious. And then when you get into like the, it's so funny you say this right? because I literally you've been to my house before mm-hmm. and seen in that refrigerator Stacked. Yep. on deck like the Ace of Spades. <laughs> Shout out to Patty LaHale. <laughs> but that. I love seltzer water. I used to think it was completely pointless. pointless. What are you drinking? Air? And then once right. I had it, it and now I crave it. Up. And it's really good with cocktails. And you know what's weird? Somebody was saying that it's something it's a craving you develop you develop. You hear me? Develop. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. <laughs> Brand. Hey, Brand. (laughs) (laughs) It's a craving you develop in your late 20s, early 30s. Really? And I find that so interesting because everyone you ask, it's around then. I I can remember it happening because I was working at CPK and I was like, I don't really like this shit, but let me just drink something. I felt like my mom because I was always like, let me just drink a little something to wet my mouth. And then one day I know (laughs) all the white women always used to come in. This goes back into an endorsement. The white women always used to be like I would like club soda with a splash of cranberry and lime and every time they would order I'd be like here I gotta go get the damn cranberry from the bartender mm-hmm. and then when they would change their mind or they wouldn't uh, get the refill when I would make it already I would just drink it myself after a while I was like you know what I want this me a club soda with a cranberry and lime <laughs> yeah. the boy is ordering the cranberry cooler regularly that shit okay? is good so damn good so good and I think 
if I were to ask, like, okay, what opened me up to olives and even salsa? Not so much salsa. That was just a random craving that <laughs> I just gave into. So I don't really have, like, a story for it. But olives, I think you get to a point, especially the older you get, and obviously I can only speak for myself, where I'll eat things that I also know are healthy for yes. me. They're not necessarily, you know what I mean? Mm, like, yes. eat, like green juices. Mm-hmm. I remember the very, I'll never forget. This was, like, Damn, this had to be like 2007, I think, when the person I was dating at the time, he was huge on juicing. And he, I mean, I've mentioned him before. His name is Bryce. He bought me a juicer and was like, listen, we're going to be juicing. Like, that was his thing. And I'll never forget the first time I drank some. I was like, I can't. Like, oh. <laughs> it was like You're swamp gonna have to take water. This back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looked disgusting because it was like all these Ugh. different shades of browns and greens. And then all that shit was flowing. Oh, in. and I just was like, I can't, I no. can't. I was so grossed out. <laughs> but the more I drank it, especially because I was so sick at that time, mm. I was like, you know what? I felt so good and it was giving me energy. I could see my skin changing. And then I, I started switching from only eating things that taste good and that I would like crave to actually incorporating things that I know are doing good mm-hmm. for my body. Even if it wasn't my favorite, because I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, mmm, green juices are delicious. No. <laughs> They're not, but. Wheatgrass never gets any better to me. The first time I had wheatgrass, But wheat I grass, love them. I'll I drink still... a green juice like it's nothing I now. Mm-hmm. I'll chug it back like it's water. I will. Because I'm completely conscious of the effect of it on my body, like on a cellular level, skin, hair, mm-hmm. mentally. You know what I mean? And that, at this point, I think is where my brain has opened up with food. That's why I get... I saw someone, I think it was Kitchenista on Twitter. She was That's asking, a cooking ass right there. I love her. She yes. was asking, like, what are, uh, okay. what are make or break things when you're dating or out with someone that, like, that has to do with food? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't... It always bugs me out, someone that isn't open to like trying different foods oh my or God. even healthy things we're like ew no green juices like i can't we're not that's gonna that's really annoying to me too. you know what yeah. i mean like try it try it first if you hate it i get it but at least try it and right. at least be open to what it might be doing for you like wheatgrass shots like you were saying that's not the best tasting mm. thing apple cider vinegar every apple damn day cider it vinegar. but i'll be I, oh it's and, a rough one look t- taste sucks but vitality you rocks. had a cold Thank and how long <laughs> and when you feel that when you feel that throat tickling and you get excited this is how bad it is you get excited about getting home to take the ass shot of apple cider vinegar because yeah. you know by the morning <laughs> yep so yeah I swallow I mean, it, it to that point. and it be feeling bad when I swallow it but then it made my body dance so I know it did something good I'd be like alright I guess I can handle this and that's why you know what's interesting too Jonathan Mena shout out to Jonathan shout out to actually shout you know out. what we didn't get a, an opportunity because it happened over the break but we have to say rest in peace to Combat Jack yes, Reggio Say who passed over break he was super influential on all of our lives, a big reason we even have this podcast to begin with, as he was the head of LSN. So obviously getting that news rocked all of us. We didn't even really know what to say about it. Um, so we definitely want to send prayers and love and energy to his family and all of his friends and everyone that is dealing with him no longer being here. And We love you, Reggie. Yes. We love you, Reggie, man. Right? That was rough. And Jonathan Mena, who is one of the head engineers at LSN, he recently was diagnosed with cancer. 
And we, I saw him the other day at the holiday party and it was funny. We were cracking jokes because he was like, you know, I used to make fun of you, like, for how serious you take your health. Because <laughs> you were, like, mad annoying, like, when they would bring out the douce, remember? And I'd be like, like no. I don't want any. And, you know, and I never want to be that person. But I have to have boundaries for myself because I know how I want my body to feel. And even mm-hmm. though in the moment it's like, oh, man. You know, I'm going to be perceived as a party pooper, but I know why I say no to certain things. And so You'll be him, the last one party. <laughs> <laughs> and me and him were talking about that, and he was just like, it's, you know, the way your consciousness opens, and sometimes it does take having an illness to see that, unfortunately, which is what happened to me. And the reason I built a brand over discussions like this and opening your consciousness is hoping that you didn't have to hit that wall and have an illness to then be like damn maybe I shouldn't drink as much or maybe I should switch up what I eat you know unfortunately I was sick I was you know dealing with the pain like the physical pain of it to, and that will always be a reminder for me so when I see certain shit or about to drink I'll be like mm, it's mm. not that serious I can say no. And so seeing Jonathan with his cancer, like now he's switched up his whole diet and his lifestyle. You see, he's like not drinking no more. I was like, that's what happens, bro. Sometimes those things can actually become spiritual awakenings, like breakups, illnesses. You have two choices. It can either make you go worse or you can decide at that choice point that you're going to like combat it. Oh, combat it love you (laughs) but that was an interesting conversation because i think that's a big thing outside of just cosigns which do affect us it's also just how things that happen to you that experiences i should say that make you see things totally different once you get through to the other side which is what i think even musically what about artists are there like projects or an artist or maybe even a specific album or song that you did not fuck with and now you heard it differently where you're like, oh my God, where's the song? That song you always skipped (laughs) and now you listen to it recently. Two things come to mind immediately and speaking of Ash Blonde, um, when I first listened (laughs) to that album, I didn't like it. Mm. Nothing appealed to me. Like I I felt like it was just under the note the whole album. So production, (laughs) everything. And then... Um, I was on Instagram Live browsing through the stories, and Solange had a party themed to the Emerald City in um, the Wiz. Oh, <laughs> man. Everything in the party. The glitter. Yeah, it was in New Orleans. Everything in the party was illuminated in green neon light, and all these plants were all over the walls. It was amazing. And she was the DJ was playing this song. And the way Solange, like, she was, she recorded the whole part where the beat, like, transitioned. And I was like, what the hell is this song? So I was Googling the lyrics and trying to find out nothing. I couldn't make out the lyrics clear enough. And so I just asked people on Twitter to go on her story and tell me what that song was. And it was Nights on the on Frank Ocean's mm. Blind album. And so that opened up um, me to listening to that album. And now I have a whole new appreciation for it, and I love it. The main story that I tell all the time, and this literally was, it was pivotal for me, right? I'm telling y'all, I did not have any time, space, or energy for Tanache as an artist. <laughs> Man. You remember when I this rem- happened? Yeah. You remember my Tinashe. awakening? Yeah. I, I did not. I just, it just, I just, 
no, it just wasn't going to happen. And so I was going to, I was actually coming back from D.C. Were we headed to D.C. or coming back? We were on the way to D.C. Because on the way back, we listened to the Ashanti album, the first one. <laughs> but what? We were on the, yes. So random. <laughs> we were on the way to D.C. And my friends were playing this album. And everybody in the car was feeling good. You know, we had just had a meeting with, uh, we had just, when we left New York, because we drove to D.C., we had just had a meeting with Mary Jane. And so we drove to D.C. And everybody was feeling great in the car. And so... <laughs> they they were playing this album and it turned out that it was Tinashe's Amethyst mixtape. And I had no idea who the artist was. They wouldn't tell me. And we listened to the whole thing from beginning to end. And I'm like, yo, who is that? Like, I have to have this. And they told me it was Tinashe. Totally different style than anything mm-hmm. on her albums. Totally different artistry. Completely changed. I was ashamed and regretted so many things that I had said <laughs> in good fun. You know what I mean about her. <laughs> but now I love her. I love her music. And I have a res- literally a respect for her, like her artistry. Completely Aww. because of that. It changed. I, a wonderful change, like Tremaine Hawkins said, hey, <laughs> hey, has come over me. A wonderful change. That is so <laughs> funny. Actually, Tanache was somebody that I liked when I heard, mm-hmm. but she wasn't memorable to me. Like, I heard the Two On song was like the first big hit of hers that I remember hearing. And I was like, okay, this goes off in the club. And then one day I was like, okay, this is really going off. I need to see what's going on with this girl. And then I went and I listened to the album, and there were like a lot of really dope moments that I really liked. I feel like this was around the time I really started smoking weed, or maybe I'd been smoking, but something really big was happening for me, like spiritually, while I was smoking too. So I was mm, like, damn, opening up. everything was like really heightened, like whatever it was. So I was listening to, Right. So I was listening to uh, her album Aquarius and like the production on there. And even for the songs that I at the time, there were songs I didn't like care for. But I was still like, man, this production on this is really, really hard. Like she has this song. um, Actually, a song that I really liked was called Pretend that she had ASAP Rocky on. And it was just like really dope and different from what she was doing. But like the project had different like segments. Like there was like the R&B feel segments, but then like this weird otherworldly feel. And then there was like these pop rock parts. And I was kind of like, all right, this is a little too much going on all at once. But then I had to like learn to appreciate it in like moments or sec- sections. So I felt like that was something she was trying to do. With all of that said, I would also like to just randomly shout out Moselle um, at the Pompette Wine Mo. Shop, who always was fucking with Frank Ocean. He always does Frank Ocean Fridays at Pompette Wine Shop. <laughs> yes. So shout out to him for that. Um, and would yell at me for not understanding blonde. It would get on you for blonde. <laughs> and I remembered that. And you I also remember. What would he tell you, friend? Shut the fuck up. I don't want your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So, on top of that, uh, to the both of y'all, to you and Moselle, um, you know, Frank Ocean still dropped that visual that still was a visual, I guess. But talking about Endless? Endless. But the music music behind Endless was amazing, and I hate that it was missed out on because there were a lot of cool songs, and a couple actually, I think, had Jasmine Sullivan on tracks. So I need to revisit that. It's on Apple Music. It's on right? Apple Music. You don't even got to watch the video. Just let it play in the background and put your uh, put it on the, the big screen. Can on full I screen. buy it on iTunes? Uh, probably. Okay, I'll do that. 
Probably because I, I feel like, actually, I think I did buy it because I saved it and I, I have it on full screen. I always put it up while I'm cleaning mm. just to hear the whole thing. Because when you take it on full screen on Apple Music, it starts back over, which was pissing me off. So we like, tired of that. Okay, right. How y'all still doing that in 2018? I hope there's an update out and I'm as wrong about that. As good as we've been so to y'all. Tweet me and let me know if that's right. We didn't gave a lot to Apple. <laughs> I mean, we've been good, damn good to Apple. The company, okay, overall, <laughs> the entire thing, entirety. We gotta wait on a goddamn update. I think that's what I love too about music is, and speaking for myself, come on. Sometimes you need to experience things to understand certain lyrics, that's yes. true. like certain love songs. Before you had that big love or that person that really opened you up in that way. And you might have found a song like annoying or not annoying, but cheesy, let's say, or maybe you just didn't connect so you would skip it. And then you get that <laughs> that big love and you you go back to that song. And sometimes I think back to songs I listened to when I was little, like Aaron Hall, like <gasps> I miss you. We were so deeply affected by the video, by the song. Oh, friend, that's video? one of your songs. <laughs> Oh my God! But why? Don't How old were we? Every time I lay, what were we like? Ten? Oh my God, friend! <laughs> I, I love I miss, miss you by Aaron Hall, and but it did, did make me miss? feel like I know. <laughs> At 10. Oh, my God. That's exactly how I feel about 112 Cupid. I used to, like, go up for that song. <gasps> oh, but it's like, I am I was so young at the time. Like, like who? who? <laughs> I'm singing about Felt Cupid. Felt every now. emotion. Uh, and had ain't even. no doubt about it. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. I was like, you better go off Slim. I'm okay. right there with you. Cupid, don't lie. Okay, we okay. know that. Oh, what about the other homie? I don't want to know. Ooh, okay. Mario Wine is, if you're paying me, keep it on the low. <laughs> hey. Even that. my heart can't Ooh. take it anymore. We weren't getting cheated at, uh, cheated on at no 10 years old. You really want to break it down? Killing Me Softly by the Fugees, the fucking <gasps> Roberta Flag remake. Oh, Come man. on. We, how many times were you singing about I was way too young. I don't think I had gone through any of that shit. But, but I was at home like... Okay, <laughs> strumming my pain with But you know fingers. what? I be thinking about the kids today singing the worst of some of these songs that I'm singing the worst of. Like, I ain't never popped no Xander and Molly like I'm singing this. Oh, or, that's true, right? So you at home like Percocet. <laughs> right, Molly these Percocet. children right, like, are doing the same thing. They're going to get up and they're going to be older and be like, I would never pop Molly. Like, why would I rap that <laughs> song still catchy? Because of Metro <laughs> Boomin's ass yep. and, and all of them. That's why. Making okay. them good-ass beats. <laughs> I mean, and we just can't help but jam. Up. Mask Off is a great song musically. That flute, all those instruments, it's, a it's addictive. It's a classic. It's definitely so a Perkins classic. So Perkins said, Molly Perkins said, I ain't never took that shit. I just was able to take Newprint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you I'm know. not going to lie. I be feeling bad like I'm struggling when I'm listening to Lil Uzi Vert because I just need the Lord to know that I'm not playing with my faith when I'm listening to him. <laughs> See, I can't but you know... <laughs> Because <laughs> the, the songs devilish. be going. Remember Michael Jackson is devilish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the songs just be going off. Breathe in, breathe out, shake his ass, go slow. It's like I can't not fuck with it. And then he'd be like, Lil, Lil Lucifer. And I'm like, is he saying Lucifer? Wait, I can't. I gotta turn this off. Stop it. Well, you know, that's the big debate. Like, is he trying to say he's like Lucifer? Like a playoff of Lucifer. But he be saying Lil Uzi Vert, and then he be saying uh, Lil... Devil in the house. One of his... <laughs> yeah, where is yes, that baby God. at? That's what we need yes, to... Yes, We need okay, you need to sit that baby up on the table 
and have um, Lil Uzi Vert pull a chair up to the table and just let that baby and Lil Uzi Vert stare at each other till we get answers. But has that happened to <laughs> but y'all? What if, where... what if Lil Uzi Vert just start laughing and smile at the baby and, and then do the baby a little laugh? We don't know because you know babies will tell it. Babies don't go He's to so everybody. <laughs> he is. He's charming as fuck. That baby might be like, mm. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and, then Uzi, and then Uzi gonna be like, mm. right. and the baby gonna be like, mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, and, and like, you want some Skittles? And then you gonna hear the mama in the background like Ebony Jenkins' mama. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, y'all did a whole skit just Yes! <laughs> yes, this is great. So, date to answer. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know where we just went. But is this something that happens to y'all where a song, because of something you went through, now you receive the song completely different? Absolutely. Or maybe you can't listen to a song Absolutely. anymore because of who it's attached to or memory or a specific situation. And that's tough. That's that's something we laugh and shit, but that's something that's really tough. Of course. And it's hard for a lot of people too. And so I don't know. Um sometimes you just gotta learn how to live without certain, you know, songs and shit in your life because you really that's can't real. avoid those triggers. And we just talked about that. Those are the non associative memories, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what it was but called? The innocent bystanders. Yeah. So, mm. you know, those songs may become those. I don't know, you just you just got to you just have to break it down. You just have to. What about you? I remember being emo as hell in school. So, you know, I listened to all the Dashboard Confessional and Take It Back Sunday. Oh, dashboard Confessional. So, I remember being like, I remember listening to some of them songs and being like, I am crying and I don't know who or why it's making me cry. And then I got older and, you know, I had a breakup and I remember revisiting Ooh. a couple of them songs and being like, damn, was I crying for you then? Like, what in the fuck? And then then I, when I was crying, it was just like, okay, because the song was making me do it. But now to know that, like, I actually feel this way listening to this shit, it's like a deeper connection. And now it makes it harder to revisit certain songs. I'll tell you this, too. My parents, like, growing up, I hated all those old 70s soul records. I hated all that shit because they forced us to listen to it. You know, mm-hmm, we growing same. up, they cleaning up to the Isley Brothers, Mays, the OJs, all Otis that. Redding. Then I got uh, Otis Redding, the Dramatics, all that shit. Then I got older and started hanging out and partying. And when I would go to clubs with, like, my older cousins and, like, Aww, co-workers. For the grown and sexy Yeah, party. I would hear this shit in the club and see grown people groaning to the songs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, so that's why you motherfuckers like these songs. Okay, right? I get it now. Damn. Ding ding ding! Okay, I get it. And so I love, I love, all, of course. Now I love like all those older songs, but I felt that shift. I did. You know what's another <laughs> shift that I felt? The older I'm getting, I really love jazz. Oh yeah, oh, friends. Yeah. Like I've always liked it. I could listen to it, like Miles Davis. But now it's like I feel it, and I notice. And let me get hippy dippy for a second. The more I'm like not following formulas and not trying to fit into any one box or label, you know, the things we always talk about Mm -hmm. that I'm kind of like coloring outside the lines with my life and my thoughts and just how I live. I notice that I'm drawn to music that kind of does the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Bjorks and we mentioned Uh. Tom York because there's no structure really to their music and so I've noticed that where I am in my life now, I'll be drawn to albums like that that kind of take you on sort of, I guess, like a cosmic journey. You know, where you can kind of get lost in the sounds as opposed to it being verse, verse, you know, bridge. hook, yeah. bridge. It's just like 
a chant or a word or one line and it comes back around when it feels like it, you know? And I, that's why I've always loved Erica Badu too because she yes. kind of teetered on the line. Well, she'll give you a structured song, like a radio hit, but then she'd have the extended song. Green Eyes. Like Green Eyes. Mm. Or, Orange Moon. Or Out of, what is it? Out of Time. Um, out of my, my Mind, mind just, just In, in time. time. Like where you, it's like 10 minutes of a journey of like her missing him to not missing him to wanting him back to not wanting him and you get lost in it and I've I've always been drawn to songs that don't really have a structure whatsoever now and the older I'm getting the more and more I'm drawn to that music like I'll even listen to just notes and jazz is my favorite because there's like no one singing it's just them wiling out with however they're feeling in that mm-hmm. moment they're just giving it to you they're wailing and I just love it. Like, I feel it. I'm like, oh, sometimes I don't even want to hear a verse. Sometimes I don't want to hear a story or a hook or none of that. Right. No structure. Just give me a, a feeling. And I notice I'm way more drawn to that music the older I'm getting. It's almost like the untethering of my mind is now transcending my life as a whole, if that makes sense. And I'm finding it in every little way, even clothing. Like, you just throw on whatever the fuck you feel. Right. You get dressed based on mood as opposed to style, if that makes yes. sense. Or, Total or sense. like a look. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think that's so interesting to start looking at the ways that the things that you've changed from food to fashion to music to even people. That's another one I want to touch on before we go. Um, and how that connects to your levels of consciousness. You know, and, and like things that your brain kind of stretched open now. Because I was reading another psychological journal that said it also has a lot to do with how rigid you are as a person. They said that they did a, they did a um, what's it called, like an experiment where they had these people that said they did not like white wine. And obviously this is like a little experiment. Did not fuck with white wine. Nah, never liked it, never liked it. So they put food coloring at an event (laughs) and put red food coloring gave it to these people and asked them how it was and they loved it they were like this was good what's the brand (laughs) Chardonnay bitch (laughs) (laughs) Moscato ass they the ones was buying them bitcoins on 125th (laughs) (laughs) he said Moscato ass I am dying oh you know that bitcoin article was fake we got got (laughs) (laughs) so we the ones bought the bitcoins (laughs) on 125th We making fun of who got got and who got got. <laughs> Fake <Shit>. news. <laughs> Fake Bitcoin. Sad. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, y'all don't make me forget. Oh, I, the wine. Ahead. So it was funny that the people felt dumb because it's like uh. you got to consider too are you being rigid because you've been saying that you dislike something for so long that you haven't ever given yourself the opportunity to be like why the fuck do I dislike mm. this or maybe it was just a bad experience maybe it was the place the timing that particular type of wine the stroke <laughs> I always tell myself that I'm being Damn old when it. I'm it, <laughs> And I think that's what I, I mean. I mean, it happens too. <laughs> then you got to be like, let's give it a. I was going to try to. <laughs> but you didn't want to. So y'all can. Because I was like, you know what? I connected. Roll, roll with a nigga. Roll in the mud. Roll with a roll with a nigga in the mud for a minute. What's it, well, we talking about connecting. I too. Connecting. <laughs> connecting. Oh, no. You got him going. He going to find it in every word. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, Darling back to jazz. <laughs> I didn't really get a full appreciation for jazz until I started going to jazz concerts and seeing mm. the way that the musicians basically communicate with each other yes. without even speaking. They laugh and they challenge each other mm-hmm. to go higher or oh play at a faster yes. pace. Yes. All of that is what makes it exciting. Now, I'm the person who. I have a specific need that has to be met musically mm-hmm. in order for me to feel fulfilled. I want to roll my hips. I want to drop <laughs> my legs to the ground. I want to roll and grind. I want to snap my fingers. I want a down bass beat. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I want a, a melody, a haunting melody, preferably. It yes. can go one of two ways. But I had to learn how to not seek that sort of satisfaction out of music in order to appreciate other things. Amen. I can go to a Dixie Chicks concert. Well, maybe not, because that's going to be the wrong art. Well, maybe not, because Trump's America really don't fuck with the Dixie Chicks. Now they stuff. Right. right, so I can go there. Beyonce fuck with the <clears throat> Dixie Chicks. Right. So I can go there and sing Landslide and understand that and still feel just as good <laughs> just as I do when I hear, goodbye, you know, <laughs> shake your ass in the club. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same sort of thing, but just a different style. And that's how I began to appreciate jazz. Also, mm. I was scared of Miles Davis. Why? He just always scared me. Pictures of Miles Davis always scared the shit out of me. Oh also, God, he I just looked him. like he was going to get you. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> come here, like that. You know, like you could never get close. <laughs> if you were a kid, you just couldn't get close. And that boy, like, come here, 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 I could not. I was scared of him. So. Oh my god, I love him. So that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you Remember ain't feel I like Miles Davis is gonna get you. Remember, I got the Miles Davis <laughs> <Yeah. coasters? laughs> I doesn't have a heart attack drinking in my house. He gonna pick up his cup and just see my. I can handle it now. Like not. Well, I don't know because he do kind of look. Sh- I don't know if I can trust him, friend. At the bottom of your glass. Yeah. So. I see it. I'm still here. <laughs> like you've been haunting me since I was a kid and shit. I go over friends' house to see the car. Still here, Tisha Campbell. Still here, Dustin. <laughs> so no. Yeah, they're taking me down. Okay, oh, the man. last one before we move on. What about people? Oh, has there ever been, obviously you don't have to say who it is, but has there ever been someone that you just did not fuck with? Maybe they did something, maybe they didn't. It could have <laughs> just been their energy, or sometimes people are just guilty by association. You don't fuck with someone that they fuck with, and you don't like them. You don't give them a chance. And maybe you met them later on in life, and we're like, yo, you're you cool as hell. What the heck? Like, you know what I mean? Or the reverse, where y'all were cool, and then you're like, I don't know why I like you. <laughs> you know what? At my uh, last job, <laughs> there was this girl, or this woman, rather. The, and, with the Mary Kay jacket? No, leave her alone. And shout out to her for being on a commercial. She's, she, Mary oh, Kay makes jackets? Uh, according to uh, Susie or whatever. And, what was her name? And and Doc Martens let him tell it. She always <laughs> had on she it. always had on like a pink blazer that with shoulder pads. It just looked like a Mary Kay convention blazer, like this, like she sold for the district. You know what I'm and saying? And then sometimes oh she would wear God. it with these uh, pink Doc ass Martins. Doc Martens, and I was like, this is. And every time she had the shit on, would be cute. the days I would come up there. It wasn't. <laughs> She was she was managing those days, so it was like you supposed to be managing. Right she looked now. like Becky Buckwild from um, <laughs> Flavor of Love as the manager of the, of the restaurant. She like legally blind three. She did, but it was it, but again it was dishwater blind. <laughs> <laughs> he got it twice. No. <laughs> twice. <laughs> anyway, there was a woman I used to work with, and I remember like when we. 
first started working with each other, she just did not like me. And then I was like, I don't like you either, girl. Like, Ooh. we could just not like each other, and that's cool. But one day, you know, bonding in the shade. I don't even know what happened or what it was. But we kind of looked at each other and we was like, all right. <laughs> and we just, like, bonded from there. And just like that. And I remember everybody at work still not fucking with her, but, like, she was my bitch. I was like, well, she ain't in my way. She ain't complained today. She ain't <laughs> took none of my table. She ain't did shit to me, so I'm good. And they would be like, she just came in late. I'm like, I don't care. I got three extra tables. Well, you know, she's going to make us do this. And I'm like, I'm sitting up here thinking, like, she ain't did shit to me. Like, people you were You started mad. seeing it differently. I did. I Like, before. Well, what I, happened? I don't know. Like, before, I can honestly say, like, I just hated working with her. I was like, this girl going to come in here and get her makeup all over the goddamn place and just make my job longer. And she always had this attitude. And then it was like, because she was talking to me. But what I realized, if I minimized contact with her, she would want to come and have contact with me, and she had sense when she did that. But if she would come in, and then she has to deal with people being like, you're late. Why are you late? And then she ain't like that shit. And I was never part of that shit, but, you know, she always would come to me with a problem first. I'm like, you ain't even said hi to me, and you got a problem already. Like, girl, what the fuck is this problem? Right. But she was like a closer, so I was making something hard on her. Mm. So I realized I was making shit hard for her, and that's why she was on my case. And mm. once I was making shit not only, like, easy for her, she was making shit easy for me. And then I was like, this is all Aww. you needed. We just needed to be a team. That's all you wanted. Look at the oil on the wheel. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else. They did not get it, but old girl was still leaving with her money at the end of the night. And I was like, you know what? You do not have to be like to get your job done, but you will get your job done. And I can fuck with that. Aww. You can be a bitch and say, you know, I'm not fucking with you, but you need to get my, like, I need to get my job done. I can be like, you know what? You bought your paper because we at work and I need to be the same. I love that. Then that's it another great. thing. It's accountability. How much of what you don't like is actually you just projecting. Like, fuck. Right. <laughs> right. That's what everybody's complaining. They're like, she came in late. I'm like, you just mad because they're not going to say nothing. Because like right. she's been here forever and they don't say shit to her about being late. But for me, I'm like, that's a bonus for me. I just got an extra table. And then you're like, I didn't want an extra table. I didn't want to work. you missing out on money. And I'm like, all right, I see. There's a problem here. And this problem is me. I can't be over here talking with you, feeding into this negativity. Look at that clarity. Tuh. And then I bet the people that they like, they ain't even noticed when they came in late. Because when you like someone, you let shit slide. You cover up for them. <laughs> you cover up, exactly. Because, and I guarantee you, every time somebody won her fire for something, they, the managers and stuff were always like, she's a hard worker. Because she was. She she would come in late, but it's literally because she had a job down the street where they would keep her ass late because she worked so goddamn hard. So then she would come in her job, and she had to close any fucking way. So it was like, y'all mad really about me. when she got there. Y'all mad about me being late, left. but like, yeah. bitch, I'm going to be here, and I'm going to make sure that this shit is spotless for y'all in the morning, so get the fuck off my dick. And she used to say that, and I used to be like, you know what? Rock these hoes. You know, for me, <laughs> I because I give people a clean slate now at this point in my life, right? Like, mm -hmm. I give everybody a clean slate. So I kind of like everybody until they do something. You know what I mean? Or, right. or, or there's an incident. And I like this new policy, right? I like the way this I'm policing policy. myself. I like it because... <laughs> It, it enables me then. It's so funny how it just freed up and opened up this opportunity for me to really enjoy, like, just the moment of actually disliking someone because it's always with merit. So I can really have a good time when I don't like people now because it's always because of something they did. So I feel justified in being mean or, oh you know, God. throwing things yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. I can actually really enjoy it and, like, you know, put my best, you know, mean foot forward. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. that perspective. Foot. Okay, mine is a I little. I abused that on the train. Way mine too is much. <laughs> mine is a little crazy, but 
hear me out. Mm-hmm. Give it to so us. So when friend. I was, I've mentioned before the Brazilian dude that I met in Brazil. We mm-hmm. dated, fell in love, blah blah blah. Dated for years. So he, long story short, ended up leaving me for someone. And that girl, I remember I would see her and I hated her, which mm-hmm. is so dumb because. No, in the fuck be- her. In the beginning, she didn't even know he had a girlfriend. So it was his doing, you know? And But I was oh, mad damn. at him, obviously. But I hated her. Like, I hated her. I would see her. My stomach would hurt. I want to, like, fight her all the time. Sometimes we'd bump into each other in random places. And then, of course, you know how your friends are. They, like, egging on. They're like, she ain't even cute. Mm-hmm. And da 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 and Your body's better. And blah, blah, blah. And she can't and make it from her outfit. You know, trying to make you feel better. And long story short, years passed. They ended up getting married, (laughs) having babies. And she messaged me one day and was like, I know I'm probably the last motherfucker you want to hear from (laughs) because you're doing so well. And I am not trying to drudge up old shit or come, you know, woman to woman type shit online. She was like, but I really feel under different circumstances that me and you would have been friends because I think you're awesome. Damn. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) right? Like, I was like, I've hated you for years. And then she comes with this cool ass message that was, you know, she took accountability for the fact that, yes, after a while she did know we were together and was already in love. So it became a battle of, well, who's going to win him, you know? And so she was accountable for that. But then was like, you're cool as fuck. And that really kind of took me by surprise that she could separate herself from her emotions. And it made me be like, I could do the same. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, it was years ago. They have beautiful children. They're married. Clearly, it was supposed to happen that way. And they are a perfect match for each other. I honestly love her. Like, we talk all the time. I'm not even lying. We talk. Yes, I talk to her and I don't talk to him. I haven't talked to him since, like, 2006. And me and her, she's come to my events. I know her daughters. I give them hair advice because they have this big, beautiful, curly hair. Sometimes they want to try haircuts. They'll hit me, like, where should I go? I'll give them advice about hair. Shopping, go thrifting. Like, we're cool as fuck because it has nothing to do with him. And everything to do with the women that we are outside of that very unfortunate circumstance and how we met. This might be a reach, but do you think that you and her met or were supposed to meet because of him? You know what? My mom actually said that one day. She was like, who knows? He could have just been the connector. It's just that it happened in a shitty way. But if you could look past the shittiness of it and actually see each other and be like, you're cool as fuck. First of all, her birthday is the day after mine. <laughs> so we're very similar. And to be <laughs> honest, she's dope as fuck. And I, I, I'm at a point now I can say this. Obviously, back then I could not. But I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. You she's a marriage. way better wife. She, you know what I mean? She holds him down in a way that I know, especially at that point in my life I was a fucking mess that's when I was like cheating and all this shit and then she came with a sense of home and stability that I didn't have I have to be accountable too you know what I mean so I love that it makes me feel happy that I can look past shit that at one point was probably like the worst thing that ever happened to me and now I look back and laugh and I think and we literally laugh like we joke on each other about it you know, like it's at that point where she'll say a little jab. I'll be like, That's shut cool. up. You know, that she took him. <laughs> and it's like funny to us. And I think all that to say, you 
can't be so rigid about experiences and even little things like what you're eating, how you dress. Like, be more malleable, you know? Like, yeah, let right. things let things come to you how you... F- like, feel them out. Actually feel them out. Let your mind get out the way sometimes. I actually yes. tweeted that the other day. Consciousness over mind over matter. Let your consciousness feel things out. Let the truth be what you feel as opposed to just being so set in stone like i don't fuck with that person why don't you fuck with them maybe they're cool as fuck you might be missing out on a friend maybe you dislike them because you actually really fuck with them low-key we were talking about that with envy too you ever envied someone now when i envy someone like something about them makes me be like you know that little uh You'll say something sly in your head like, she ain't even that dope, (laughs) you know? And I'll catch myself and I'll be like, you're jealous. Why are you jealous? Because she has worked hard at this and you know you haven't. You know what I mean? And Mm. I'm able to just break it down in the moment and then remove my mind and let that person in and receive them the way that I'm meant to receive them. So, obviously, we started talking about olives and coconuts, (laughs) but... It's okay. just a, a conversation about your rigidness and the and the things that you've set in stone and are they even real? <clears throat> and what can it be limiting you from experiencing? It's just something to think about with the things that you have decided. That's right. That may not even base, be based on anything real. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's it for this week's hot button. Hopefully, I got my eye on your friend, but I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you are funny. But you know, go ahead. No, I love her. I, I love you. Too. I love it. And that's why I'm not even going to <laughs> ruin nothing you about it. You know, it's funny. You're like my best friend. She was like, I'm glad y'all cool, but you know, she was like anxious about it. I'm like, I get it. It I makes it makes sense to me. And that's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> And I know she's listening. So shout out to hey. you. I love you, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Support for today's episode comes from Birchbox. Birchbox is a monthly beauty subscription that sends five samples tailored to skin, hair, and style preferences right to your door. It was created for women, by women, as a better way to shop for beauty. Brands vary from well-known to indie, and each box is personalized based on the recipient's beauty profile. So it's always a unique gift, no matter who you give it to. She doesn't have to be a beauty person. Birchbox is designed for women who don't have time or an inclination to obsess about beauty, but, you know, still want to look and feel great. I'm, you know, a lot of my friends are beauty persons, so I wouldn't give it to them. I think maybe I'd give it to someone like my mom or one of my friends that is just so busy. She has kids. Mm. She works hard all day. And by the time she gets home, not even that, in the morning with her morning schedule to get the kids ready and get everyone out the door, she has no time, no time. But, you know, she still wants to look pretty and feel pretty. So I think this would be good. For someone like her, I'm definitely considering sending to her. Subscribe today and save 20% off a 3, 6, or 12-month subscription or your purchase of $30 or more in the Birchbox shop. Birchbox is regularly $10 a month, but when you sign up for the subscription with our code FRIENDZONE, you'll get it for only $8 a month. Just go to birchbox.com slash friendzone and use that code FRIENDZONE. That's B-I-R-C-H box.com slash friendzone. Get that box. <laughs> so let's jump to just, ooh, English. Let's jump into this week's wellness segment. 
Oh, well, 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 well. <laughs> giving you a jazzy little well, well, well. <laughs> and support the jazz this week. <laughs> okay, so unless you've been living under a rock, I don't know if you guys even caught, because I know you guys are super busy and traveling this weekend. There was a YouTuber named Logan Paul. Oh, my God. That released a video where this. he went to Japan, and they have this forest that is known for being, trigger warning, y'all, suicide. It's a forest where people go to to commit suicide. It's, like, popular for that. So he thought it would be fun to go with his friends and camp out. <laughs> And to film it as a vlog. And he came across an actual person who had just passed. And instead of turning the cameras off and being like, y'all, you know, let's number one, let's get help. Um, turn off the cameras. This is not something you vlog. He decided to film it. Laugh with his friends. Oh, no. And post it on YouTube and really make light of a very, very serious situation. So that was number one. What came out of it that I was able to see is that people were really angry about it, rightfully so, but were also sharing a lot of links and numbers for people who may have been triggered, maybe people who have dealt with suicide in their lives, people who are contemplating it themselves. A lot of really nourishing, nurturing information. You know, that's I always look for the, like, what's the resolve? We can right. be mad at him, but what's the resolve? And a lot of people kind of came together, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of the big ones, uh, social media people with platforms, and were giving out a lot of really great information. So I caught wind of a project through those conversations called The Buddy Project. And what it is, the website is buddy-project.org. And what it is is a nonprofit movement that aims to prevent suicide and self-harm by pairing people as buddies and raising awareness for mental health. The primary focus is children, teens, and young adults, but it's across the globe. And what I love is that it provides positivity, companionship, resources, education, in order to reduce the stigma of mental illness, bullying, and negativity on social media. Um, it was created on January 4th. No, actually, as of January 4th, excuse me, They've had 200,000 people have signed up to be paired with a buddy. It was created in April 8th of wow. 2013, actually. How many people did you just say? 200,000 people have signed wow. up. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And it was just created in 2013. So they're currently working on an app that will pair people as buddies. But the beauty of it is you can go. They have an Instagram, Twitter. If you go on buddies slash project.org, You'll find all of their social media. I feel this is extremely important, especially because we've been seeing a rise in younger and younger and younger children <sighs> committing suicide, suffering from depression. Obviously, we need to make way more of an effort with the dialogue and the way that we're communicating with our kids. I think uh, initiatives like this are an amazing way to get that started. Maybe your kid. I know my little cousins. I've been talking to them more. They just feel really lonely. They feel lonely. They feel rejected, unloved, unworthy, overlooked. And they just feel like no one cares about them. It always comes back to that self-belief. And so I love this initiative because it 
a lot of times you can tell your kid, oh, we'll try to make friends in school, but how do they do that? No one's giving them the tools to do that if people in school aren't even open, just like the hot button issue, to right. receiving them because maybe they don't look like what they want their friends to be or sound like or come from. Whatever factors play into why kids choose the friends that they choose, popularity, money. And so I think this initiative is awesome because it gives every kid an opportunity to find someone that has their common interests, that just wants to talk about the things they want to talk about. And because it's digital, it can just start really, really um, genuinely. You know what I mean? It can start genuinely based on everything that you guys want to talk about and share. And then from there, it can blossom to such an awesome relationship. And I think that's really awesome. And once again, that's the buddy project, especially for parents that are dealing with kids that are being bullied and you maybe just don't really know what to do. I think this is a great project to latch yourself onto and speak about it with your kids and your young, you know, teens and young adults. And hopefully... This will break through not only conversations between you and your kids, but also get them a really cool friend from somewhere around the world that, you know, they might yes. not even get a chance to visit in their lifetime. But now they'll have a friend forever. So I love it. I think it's beautiful. Hopefully you guys check it out. Send it out to everyone you know who has kids, um, to your siblings, your cousins, your friends' kids. And let's get some blossoming, positive, amazing relationships coming out and being activated by this right right so that's it for this week's wellness segment now let's jump on to tv land what you got for us come on around come on over here sit down tv (laughs) land. let me take your coat well (laughs) this week we're going to go straight into it and talk about what let me down and really took the wind out of my sails when it comes to loving hip-hop miami My excitement for it, it was so short-lived, and I really believed, after that first episode, I was like, damn, so this really might be, you know, maybe Mona and them have been listening to the things that we've had to say Mm -hmm. all these years, and I was just so impressed with the first episode. We make it almost all the way through the second episode, and I'm like, this show is really like, I can do this. We get to a scene where Gunplay, who is one of the featured cast members, he's a rapper um, from Miami. For those of you who are familiar with Gunplay and his association with Rick Ross, you know who he is. You know what it's about. So Gunplay and his girlfriend, who already had had a little bit of drama in their relationship because she wasn't necessarily excited about moving back to Miami, where she felt he would be more vulnerable to problems, getting involved with the wrong crowd, maybe cheating on her with other women, things Mm. like that. So sure enough, he goes back to Miami. He meets up with this girl named Miami Tip, who is a rapper. She used to be apparently a dancer previously, and now she's a rapper. Um, and they dated before and had like a sexual relationship, whatever. Uh-oh. So now that he moves back right. to Miami, he's making music again. He wants to make a song with her, of course, because she is he, you know, feels like she's talented or whatever. He tells his girlfriend that he wants to make a song with her. She says, okay, but his girlfriend doesn't know that him and the girl used to date or whatever. Uh-oh. He goes to the studio. The girl hits on him, all these things, pushes up on him, whatever. The girl is actually funny. Her name is Miami Tip, and she's entertaining. But she flirts with him, whatever, and she's like, what, you got a girlfriend or whatever? And he's like, I- I'm kind of seeing somebody. Mind you, he's in a full-blown relationship. Oh, they didn't move to right. Miami. So... Typical love and hip-hop fodder, but still nothing just salaciously, you know, offensively fake or whatever. 
we get fast forward. Um, he goes back and tells his girlfriend that, hey, you know, I did go meet up with her like we talked about, but she actually did hit on me while we were in the meeting, whatever. Still doesn't tell her they used to date, whatever. Tells her to stay out of it. He can handle himself. He's gonna. His tagline is, I'm going to keep my dick in my dickies. That's his tagline, right? <laughs> so wow. he tells her he's going to do that. Um, and, you know, uh, so she says, well, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. She meets up with this girl. Um, and one of her friends, and they go to the strip club where the girl is working or performing, whatever. So she's so in her um, confessional, so Gunplay's girlfriend is so aggressive and so, you know, excited about going to address this girl who, you know, made moves on her man, whatever. And she's got all this angst and this fire. They get there. The Miami Tip girl is like, so who are you or whatever? Oh, you're his girlfriend? I mean, okay. Gunplay's girlfriend is still angry and wanting to fight. Long story short, the Miami tip girl says, well, I, now that I know what you look like, you know, she was like, yeah, I did. I didn't care if he had a girlfriend. I did come on to him or whatever. So what? She was like, and now that I know what you look like, I actually would have came on to both of y'all, which introduces this attraction. You know, to, she hits on the other girl, too. <laughs> she hits on Gunplay's girlfriend, basically. I thought she was going to say something mean, so that was a plot twist. Yeah, it did. we went left, right? <laughs> Here's where the car steers back around. Immediately, Gunplay's girlfriend starts smirking and, like, looking, looking, like, down at the ground and back up at the girl. She's like, you, what you say, huh? <gasps> Who you say that? What you say? Oh, my God. Oh, you think I'm good, baby? Oh, you think I'm cute? She starts, like, flirting with the girl and laughing. She's clearly flattered. And she likes the fact that somebody thinks she's attractive. Aww. It's like it completely shifted, right? Then as she's leaving, she's like, she slaps her butt. She winks at the girl like, uh-huh, baby, yeah, see you later. Smacks her butt and shit. And it was just so weird. And the energy just shifted. <laughs> but then there's still these confessionals where she's appearing. It was just so fake. And I'm like, just when I thought that I was going to actually be able to enjoy this and there was going to be nothing that was just so blatantly fake, phony, offensively disgusting, whatever, that I won't be able to tolerate this. That's exactly what I was given. Just when you forgave Yandy's just phone? Just when oh. I put the cord in Damn. the phone. <laughs> Not the cord in Damn. the phone. So I'm just over loving Hip Hop Miami. I was already, you know, in a wing and a prayer. Well, a wing stop and a prayer. Shout out to Rick Ross. <laughs> but um, I just, I can't do it. That scene, it just took me out. Those of you that watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. I am done no i'm not because i love amara la negra so i'm gonna keep up with her but everybody else i just don't care and veronica vega ain't shit for flirting with dj hollywood after he said those things about amara and she knew what it was i Who think is she? veronica vega is one of the cast members she's a latin artist as well okay um, she with polo yeah she signed the polo the Don. yeah she had a song called pay me it was a pretty hot single a steamy uh controversial song Hmm. They played it in the clubs a lot. I don't remember. I have to look it up. Eat a bitch or But, Eat a yeah, song. so that was it for that. Um, <laughs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm tired of the storyline with Nene and Portia's fallout. It's run its course. I just don't care. If y'all not about to argue like you did in San Francisco and make it exciting when I know that both of you are down for that, this whole playing nice and trying to figure out the friendship thing is boring to watch because there's really no, you know, 
identifiable cause for their breakdown of their friendship that could be discussed in that way they don't like each other because they both have two big attitudes and egos and they cannot handle any type of like criticism or negative talk from anyone else they're the type of women who are they're totally fine with being friends and you know supporting each other as long as there's no challenge or no issue the minute there becomes one then oh well now i hate you and so let's just go as deep as we can go so if y'all gonna do that that's cool just go ahead and do it so we can be entertained otherwise i don't care about you sorting your issues out i'm really excited and and entertained watching cynthia bailey date on this show i think finally somebody (laughs) gets a fucking divorce and enjoys being single on the show right so it's been good to watch that um and that's basically it for reality tv a couple other things came on but ain't nothing we gonna talk about other than the golden globe awards this year and i actually want to loop asante on into the conversation about the golden globes i actually missed the golden globes because i was coming back from atlanta oh <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't I, watch it either. i did get to see some highlights i got to see you know um future presidential candidate apparently <laughs> um oprah winfrey. winfrey right president o big o Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the speech. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Even to see the people react, like to see a room. Well, first off, obviously Oprah's always going to kill, but to always see the room of the Globes is always like something amazing. Like to watch like Angelina Jolie and even like all the strong black women in the room react to Oprah's words was like an amazing. It was nuts. So that was all I got to really see. I didn't get to go back and see who who won what or any of the the looks. I got to see what Issa was wearing. Issa and Yvonne, they looked good as fuck. Everybody looked great in all the black that they wore in solidarity. In solidarity, we can't talk this week. Know, but they wore those black in solidarity. Yes. It was just great. Ava DuVernay when the black was good. I was like, everybody looking good tonight. Because mm-hmm. you know it's black night. You know black folks. Lisa Ray had a black dress on. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I didn't even watch, and I already what knew. you going to do? Everybody, as soon as I found out they was all wearing black, I was like, everybody in Lisa Ray's house is finna turn around and look at it. What you gonna do, bitch? <laughs> okay, so what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Please, because you know Lisa Ray only wears white. They're gonna make please. They know who I am. As <laughs> soon as they said, "Well, we weren't wearing black," and put, and that's why we wearing it. Everybody looked at Lisa Ray. Bitch, what you gonna do, bitch? <laughs> She has to always stunt at the white party. Okay, like, Because Chris. she wears white all the time. At the, at the white party, she always has to show up. Has she ever time. spoken on it? Or is it just like an unspoken thing? She's spoken about it that she that she's addressed it. Like, yes, I only wear white. Right. That's my favorite color. I just like it. That's wow, what she wears. that's commitment. Mm-hmm. I remember when she was on Holly, uh, Hip Hop Squares. Hollywood Squares. Hip Hop Squares. And she um was going against the Brack. And, you know, they related so are they sisters? They mm-hmm. are sisters, yeah. right? No, yes, no. They're like half-sisters? Or? Who is Samora's sister? Nia Long. Yes, the brat and Lisa um, Lisa Ray are sisters. Yeah. That is correct. So Lisa Ray said that she won on the episode that the brat was going to have to wear white for a week. I hope there's wow. photos of that because I know that she did. What did she have on? You know the brat was looking like Quilted Northern. <laughs> what did she have on? She had on that shit. Steve, that. She, the brat had on Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve outfit. <gasps> First of all, <laughs> that was not a bad outfit. Why were people making fun of it? It was just a hat and a coat with a belt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Asante is down for the count. Steve no, Harvey had on separates. <laughs> what was wrong with that outfit? Itself. First of all, they said he looked like Olivia Pope, which was hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, the but that's hat. A nice you know, he's sitting up there in a J-Lo hat and, <laughs> you know, a Diane, Diane Von Furstenberg rap coat, a white rap coat. 
Tank. Not a rap. Where's no. Tank? But that's it. So that's all I have in TV land. You know, we're going to go ahead and cut the cable off and move on over to the music. Woo! So much, so many random things have been happening in music land, but I've been in my own little music la-la land. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody that has been showing me love for December Diddy Bops. I'm glad that it got to run its course over these past couple of weeks. The new January playlist is currently being worked on. A lot of people that I talked about last year, I'm bringing back for this year just to see, hopefully... Um, just to see if they're going to be doing something cool. Um, before I start, I would like to also shout out She Nice or Shanice, uh, <laughs> Tweet's daughter. She tweeted, or somebody was tweeting that I was talking about her last week and she tweeted. Um, she actually just put out a song last month. So everybody go check her out. Um, the music is actually available on Spotify, Apple Music, all the uh, big platforms because she is putting music out in mainstream platforms so you don't have to just go to SoundCloud. Oh, but right. The song is called Hit and Run. And for those of you that are still on SoundCloud, unfortunately, I do not make my playlist on SoundCloud. They do the SoundCloud Go thing now where I think everybody's albums are available, but I still don't mm. think that the selections are as wide um, for mainstream albums and projects on SoundCloud, even though the remixes and shit be popping on there. Anyway, uh, again, Shanice dropped uh, Hit and Run. It's like an alternative R&B song. Um, just check her out. She's Tweet's daughter. She's talented as fuck. Somebody else I want to put y'all on She to. can sing. I know that for a fact. She has to. I'm yes. excited. Um, so we talked about a few things last week. We talked about uh, visuals and videos and that being a thing. Psychic and eras. friends and that. We're um, changing our name. So Bruno Mars <laughs> dropped the finesse remix. <laughs> With um, America's Sweetheart, Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Look, A1. Era. <laughs> Era. Hello. Yep. Uh, and then Living Color. I'm completely satisfied with the video. Can I say what would have been dope, though? Mm-hmm. J-Lo. If J-Lo had Oh, come if she would have popped up on them with the Fly Girl set? The original Fly Girl. Man, that would have been lit. That would have been perfect. That would have anyway. been super lit. But yes, yeah, I, what I was definitely she was doing? pleased. <laughs> Look, I ain't your mama. <laughs> <laughs> all lives matter. Oh, oh. You know she was one of them oh all lives God. matter motherfuckers. Oh, I ain't forgot. She deleted it. Okay. I did. <laughs> Screen shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Video shot. Now. I ain't oh, forgot shit. Jennifer. And that's the second Screen time she done got on down from the movement because you remember what she did to Puffy. When the shit was oh, really no. messed up and hit oh, the fan. Don't, don't Everybody remember how things. she ran on down, eased on. She was the original Dorothy <laughs> in the Wiz. That's what she she eased on down the road. As soon as Puffy caught that charge, Jennifer eased on down the road. That's what she did. And I ain't forgot. Now she cool or whatever. And she didn't gave a lot to style. And you know, she was one of the original fly girls and she is unmatched when it comes to like looking good and she's a talented actress and she makes dope music. But the North remembers. (laughs) (laughs) Asante, please. Please. Take it away. Hell no. Um, Yes, Cardi B looked great. (laughs) In the finesse video, uh, it was a great moment for both of them, actually, because mm-hmm. I really like Bruno Mars. I really don't like... This is going to sound terrible because I just said I like him. I don't. He's not somebody I check for consistent, consistently or regularly, but he does not make a song that I hate. Like He's always yeah. made some really cool music. So I like that he's incorporated Cardi B and really just done this like nostalgic thing that we really fuck with because that's kind of what he's been doing in different ways. But even just watching him dance, his music is really dope. Like... 
whatever the video was way back when he was making like the music to the ukulele and it was everybody dancing in the room <laughs> and they had on like the monkey mask or something like mm-hmm. that was cool as hell like he's always doing something really cool and nostalgic even on in any vein the so, monkey mask yeah they were wearing like his H&M campaign Also, um, so did anybody listen to Justin Timberlake? He dropped a new track called Filthy. I'm so glad you brought it up because I think I'm the only person in the world that likes it. You might be right. (laughs) I like it. I don't dislike it. it. There are moments. I'm underwhelmed. Sorry. I can give you that. There are parts of it that I like. Like, I I really started to get like a future sex love Mm -hmm. feel from it. Almost. And then it kind of... Like a reboot. Like Like a Burrell boot. (laughs) (laughs) It was standing upright at first. God damn it. You know, it was sounding good. I was rooting for it. And then it just all came tumbling down. So it was like a Burrell boot. (laughs) (laughs) I guess there is nothing else to say about Justin Timberlake. No way. Y'all really didn't like it. Like I said, you know, the future sex love sound Maybe was starting to get me. Maybe it'll in a couple of years. Maybe. I, <laughs> I don't think it's going to get me. But what <laughs> I will tell you is maybe it'll grow on me. Or it, actually, it could potentially get me. I just need to know what the rest of the project is or what, what it is. Because right. if I need to hear it alongside whatever the next track is to understand why the parts of it sounded the way it was or whatever. Like, Because I think once I can feel like if an artist is trying to give me a lot of the same production, but in different ways on a project, I can be like, all right, I can see you trying to tell the same story in a different way, and I can get that. And I think that's why with Future Sex Love Sound, every track was completely different. Mm-hmm. But you know that they were the same because they all had, like, those two sides in the story, so you you knew what kind of thing you were going to get. I, first of all, I thought the production was amazing. Yes. Whether you like the lyrics or the song, I understand. I agree with Dustin. I think f- the fact that he's been gone for, what, like five years or something? Yeah. To come out the gate, I get no, it. No, he just had that uh, Sunshine in My Pocket song. Well, it was a, a soundtrack, but I mean like an oh. album, like his right, his album, right. you know, his sound. I get it, but I liked it. I mm-hmm. thought, I think if you really, really blast it in your house and dance around to it, it's a great fucking song. It feels good. It has great energy. It's fun. I love the video. I think it's right on pulse as far as like robots and Sophia. And then here comes this robot breaking it down. And I didn't watch the video. I got to watch the video. Yeah. And the video to me, there's my favorite part of the video is, is actually when the robot is coming down the stairs. It's so dope to me. Like the robot was like swaggy. Like it, the way that his legs was popping to the beat. I was like, how come people think this is whack? See, I had I to watch the video. So dope. The video really, I think, helps it. I mean, at least it did for me. I don't know. I mean, that's I thought how it was cool. But that's how the game used to go. I used to feel like people would drop Until a song and then the people video. would be like, I got to watch the video. And it would change the whole perspective. Yes. And I will say, and let's see if this is what it is or I could be totally off. <laughs> I low-key feel that he's trolling us with this man of the woods. Because how you doing a trailer with you running with horses and then the first video is futuristic like what Yo, if I seen he this. totally played us and made a fake trailer fake branding fake vibe obviously this could be not true at all but i think that would actually be kind of cool right if he had you thinking he's gonna come like with horses running and rivers and bonfires like a free people ad right and then boom it's not it's totally right. love what is it a uh, sex what is it i forgot the name future Filthy. sex love future sounds. future love you know like a, a reboot of that where he's coming 
on some Sophia the Robot, popping, dancing, and totally fuck us up. I actually think that, that would have been genius marketing. Because people were making fun of him, talking about he's going back to his white man roots. And- I saw that. I was like, it's too soon to say, y'all. I know. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, whatever. But, you know, really, he ain't got no white man roots. <laughs> I mean, he do have his pop moments, but he, you know, still always got to, you know, give it up. A little to R&B, the- a little yeah. soul. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see what it comes out. But we'll I, see, I yeah. low-key feel like that would have been genius if that was the what he's doing. Where it's absolutely not <laughs> what you think it is. I thought it was about Amorosa. I think it would have been genius to have Amorosa <laughs> in all the promo. She's a man of the woods. It's oh. like she came out of, you know, that's what no. I, I immediately thought about Amorosa <laughs> when I read the title. No. <laughs> no. Um, Kendrick and SZA <laughs> dropped uh, All the Stars. Mm-hmm. A TD, man, can I just say a, like a TDE it? drop? And I will say I, it was lackluster for me. It was lowercase. The TDE was in all lowercase letters oh, for me. MG. I just didn't. It was lackluster for me. I love both of them. I expected more. Expected way more. Considering that they're both such powerhouses in the industry at this point. They have access to top music, top producers. I definitely. But I also was like, is it because it is on a soundtrack right. where they got to give you that sort of cinematic, you know, I theatrical so. sound? It's not really like a SZA, Kendrick song, right? if that makes sense. They I, have to keep in mind that they're scoring And the type of film, film it is, too. The type of film, it's huge. People have been waiting for it. So, you know, you have to be mindful, too, of the purpose of the song. I can see and understand all of that. Because, you know, I think about um, that Rihanna song, for that movie, uh, oh, um, Boove. was it that one? And, Isn't it and she was singing the song, um, I hit a wall. <laughs> it was for no, that was for like the Transformer soundtrack oh, or something. Or, no, uh, you talking about home? Yes, you're such a boof. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute movie. I got high. I, saw that I love that movie. Um, no, but there was some movie like over the past couple years. Oh, I think it was like Star Wars or something. Mm, and she had the song, and the song was like. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like it would would have been like a throwaway for a Batman soundtrack, but mm. it was for this movie. And I was like, you know what? It's a movie song, so I'm going to just... It, it just ain't for me. But it, it'll probably sound real good for the credits. And it did, because I think I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, this is the damn Rihanna song. And sometimes that happens. Like, think of, like, Celine Dion Titanic vibes. You know, it's like sometimes they just have to have that song. It's the cinematic. That was, that was a good Even song. though that I was, was going to say, that was a song <laughs> for your head. Okay, bad example. Because you know what? Because, because you know what else is a huge? Bodyguard with what used to be huge is when people would like be the Bond girls and whatever the Bond song would be. Like if someone landed mm. one of those, I feel like that used to be like a moment. Like, all right, such and such drop the song for the Bond, uh, sound, uh, the Bond, the Bond soundtrack. It's like 007 and like Madonna. Madonna, uh, Die Another Day she had one of the songs True. and it was still like Madonna and right. poppy as fuck and cool as fuck but it went perfectly right into a movie I wish they would use the end of Six Inch in the James Bond movie by Beyonce that song when she hits some notes at the end it just makes me think about a James that Bond movie that is literally perfect mm-hmm. like that has come up a million times and I want that to happen mm-hmm. I want there to I be I a- listen back I can't remember how it goes Six Inch Heels the part that y'all talking like, about yeah. Like, Dude. I love that you. There needs to be a black James Bond, and Beyonce needs to be the Bond girl. Have the Bond song for the soundtrack. Diddy and, and Beyonce. 
Ooh. Isn't Taraji coming out with a like Bond type movie where she's like a some kind of proud agent. Mary, proud yeah, proud Mary, right? That yeah. looked more like uh, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> Jackie, what's uh, what's the movie? Uh, Jackie with Pam Greer. Like oh, Shaft? Foxy Brown. Oh. Foxy Brown. <laughs> I got she you. She was a oh no, no. black exploitation soundtrack. Well, no, it was just like a well. This was. I'm just ready to later, watch Taraji later. be a badass. It's always good seeing her in those roles where she's just kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, because I, I liked can't her. Wait. I liked her in that movie boy. where she was a, an assassin. Um, with what was Alicia it called? Keys. It's on the tip of my tongue. She was a lesbian. Some spades or something. Yeah, yeah I remember. Um, oh, shit. Ocean's Eight is going to be. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Bonkers! I'm actually really excited. Really? Rihanna. Oh, all the bitches is gonna be serving it up. <laughs> that ad when I first saw that ad, I was like, they are all go- they're all. That gonna is fuck so us up. fucking cool, man. Man, imagine filming that. Even the poster, someone made a fake poster. It was like all of them walking down the street. It was fake. I looked mm. it up because I got gassed. But I was like, that's a dope ass <laughs> poster, though. I would buy that. But you know what? I'm gonna hold off on my opinion until I see Black Panther because hearing SZA and um, Kendrick in that moment might make you fucking cry. You probably right. be there like, this is amazing. Right. Let's not be rigid. Right. The, Kendrick Let's exactly. be valuable. And you know what? <laughs> I am very much that way with my music because yeah. I forgot or to mention before one uh, piece of music that I just was like, um, this ain't for me. I'm not doing this. Fifth Harmony. When those mm. young women first came out, I, I remember thinking like. Right, I'm like, why would I? They don't make music for my age demographic. Like, I'm not listening to these girls. They are not doing nothing for me. I've had my share of girl groups. I'm not even in that phase no damn more. But then work came out with fucking Ty Dolla Sign, and I was like, this is a fucking bop. And then I saw the video, and they were all doing their little choreography. I was like, okay. Now, I will say it did not make me go out and buy no album, because people were still like, you should listen to the Fifth Harmony album. And I was like, okay, maybe. And I did not. Yeah. They dropped a girl, and they still, like, kept, held my interest when they knocked the girl off the damn that stage on the award show. Yo, Another said, job they could have gave to Amorosa. Why didn't they put her up there and let them push Amorosa off the back of that stage? That would have been perfect. Because they were scared she was going to jump off and try to sue. She was gonna try perfect. to. She was gonna try to act like her ankle was hurt, just like she did to Kwame on okay. Celebrity Apprentice back then, or, or regular Apprentice, excuse me. Um, but yes, I just think that it's like Fifth Harmony. They were not making music for anything for me, but I heard a song and I was like, "All right, this has elements and things that I like, and they're doing it right." So, like, I'm gonna like this song. So I always tell myself, "Don't count them out." You know, because I always say with Nikki, time and a place. Sometimes. Even with Nikki, I don't count her out, even though she doesn't give me what I want from her as an artist. I mm. still leave her room to be her, her artist and yeah. like do what she's going to do. Very true. And the time and the place. You ever been on vacation and heard a song and you like, oh, like it just fits. Sometimes it has to fit a scenario yes. for you to really catch it. You know, I'm glad you said that because this next song that I want to mention is actually an older song and mm. it, it fit a scenario, okay? It's not like you're about to start singing. <laughs> this next song. Now, this next tune. <laughs> now, uh, this one coming up, I uh, wrote out on a, on a rainy day. <laughs> no, um, the, the song that I'm about to bring up is by an artist named Young Scooter. Okay. Um, I was at the strip club in Atlanta this weekend. Okay. All right. Speaking of scenarios. Yeah. Speak, let me tell you the scenario. So first of all, let me just say the strip club is the best place to hear records. Yes, right? Lord. Hello, DJs break records. Break at records. Clubs. Break records. So let me tell you. Bet if you can't get to a strip club, you know, your car is the best place to listen to music next to that. <laughs> but the strip club, I'll tell you, 
whenever the girls, because I was there and I was like, yeah, I have to spend money because I'm at the strip club, even though I'm just here for the chicken. I still want to participate. Um, Did y'all go Onyx? No, we went to Gold Rush. <laughs> oh, nice. Now, whenever a song that I liked or really fucked with came on and went off in the club, I said, okay, I have to have a dance or I need to like be tipping. So, Bartier Cardi came on, and I had a moment to it, because the girl who was dancing was doing all sorts of pole tricks. Shout out to you. I wish I would have got your name. I gave you a lot of money. I hope you used it wisely, or on whatever you wanted, and I hope you made you feel good. Anyway, uh, Bartier Cardi came on. I was like, this is a fucking track. Like, I love this You're song. I'm so glad it happened. After that, I remember saying, I'm not going back to the ATM, because it's a $7 fee, and I'm not doing that. So, this Young Scooter song came on. And the song is called Jug King, J-U-G-G King. And it just took me back to the thought of, you know, Jug King. It took me back to high school. It took me back to, you know, the white tea era, mm. all that. And so to be at the strip club and, you know, he rapping, he's like, I do what I want. You do what you can. Like, you know, talking about being the boss. Ooh. So like, Bars. so I'm sitting up here. <laughs> You know, with all this money, just putting all this money on this woman, and she is going the fuck off, and she really looking at me like I do what I want, you do what you can, like, and I was like, this is the fucking hit because she hitting, she loving it, and I'm loving it, like this is a song, it's a hit. If everybody loves it and it goes off like that, you can't deny it. it's undeniable. It's a moment. So, Young Scooter, the song has been out. It came out like in July of last year. I think he dropped his project, but Young Scooter dropped Jug King, and it is my favorite. It's something hot that I love. And this is a good time to kick off um, Listens Lately, so you all can tell me what you've been listening to as well. Hmm, what have I been listening to? Um, you know what? I've been listening to Bjork. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just in a Bjork yes, Lord. mode. But she has a song called um, Lion Song. Do you know it? Mm-mm. Because I know you listen to Bjork. She has a song called Lion Song, but she did it live. I actually wish that I had um which album that was but it's you i mean if you go on on spotify and just type lion song live it'll pop right up and it's a whole album obviously that she did live but i just love it i've had it on repeat it's an old ass song nothing new about it mm. but i love um the lyrics it kind of actually ties into the hot button issue exactly. in a way because she's telling in the song she's saying that she's gonna let him go and come back and if he doesn't feel the same, she has to be okay with it. And it's just mm. being malleable with a relationship, not, you know, like taking shape how it needs to. Him taking shape, he's growing, he's learning, he's experiencing maybe. He doesn't see you the same way. And just like letting him grow into what he needs to grow and not being like selfish and trying to hold on to what you want him to be. Mm. And so it's just cool. It's a great vibe. Bjork is just fascinating. Obviously, I, yes. me and Dustin were saying last time, you must look up the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might not catch it the first mm-hmm. go around. But once you do catch the lyrics and you listen again, uh, that that theme of being malleable keeps coming up for me. Like, heavy. Mm-hmm. Even in songs, I'm, I notice I'm, like, resonating with it more. About staying open and not having such rigid ideals, I guess, of who I am and what I want. And just, like... You know, being more free for things to take shape how they need to for Fran to be, like, the best version of herself in every chapter. Yes. So that's kind of... I've had that on repeat. I know my neighbor hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I know she's like, bitch. That's, like, the 75th time. You know when you get that song? Does that, Do y'all do that? Of course. Yes. But I mean for, like, days where it's the only song. 
you just play it over and over and over and over. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I've done that. Until you get sick. Yep. Well, you can't even listen to it no more. Yeah, that's where I'm at. What about you? Um, I've been listening to Jesse Smollett's new single, Freedom. Oh, shit. It's amazing. Um, It's the first. He's got two more singles coming out, but he's been doing like a press run with it now and it's available on all the platforms it's absolutely amazing his voice sounds great i'm really excited about his new music so i've been listening to jesse smollett's new single also there's a girl named doja cat i hope i'm saying her name yes yeah Yeah. well i had a moment and i was introduced to that song she has called so high from like way back in the day that song is and i saw the video so like i'm on board now Mm -hmm. i like her like a lot and her whole look have you seen yes like cool as fuck yeah, and I like the lyrics to her song. She there was another song she was playing where she was it was talking about a relationship. I can't remember any lyrics that would make you like maybe jog your memory, but it right. was just great. Yeah. So I'm really, really impressed with her. Um and I'm glad you brought her up. She's dope. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you That's brought like her up. That's like an LA gem. Yep, Doja Cat. Also I wanna shout out Alina Baraz. She dropped a song mm. uh buzzing. She related to Jason. <laughs> no, a Baraz with a B, not Moraz, who I actually <laughs> loved when I was younger. Used to listen to that nigga on like mini disc player. Anyway, um, Alina Baraz dropped a song called Buzzin' and she has a visual with it too. And I really, really like her. She dropped a like a I want to say like a mixtape or something, but the that was like many moons ago, and it was like Alina Baraz and Galantis or something like that. But Ooh. she makes she makes like really trippy, cool, um, like a law high firm. music. <laughs> Oh, my God. Alina Baraz and Galantis. I'm hoping I'm saying any of these fucking names right. <laughs> Alina Baraz and Galantis. So I'm hoping... That's side. <laughs> she's, she's like a really, really vibey artist. Um, she recently put out a song with uh, Khalid uh, called Electric. But before that, she put out a project called Urban Flora, which I really, really fucked with. So check out Alina Baraz getting into some of her old stuff because I feel like um, after watching her video, maybe she's going to give us more this time. Because sometimes artists just give us a little bit and then disappear for a while, which I actually do not hate. I miss the era of artists, like big artists that we have, dropping a project once every like three or four years. And they have something to say. Right. Not just because they need to get out these deals Mm -hmm. and all that bull. press run and yeah. I miss those days. My last one is techno. Okay, Okay, give it to me. No, no, no. Not techno music. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Y'all look gonna be like, oh, we had opened up to it. I was like, okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that y'all are open to everything. Y'all looked at me like, okay. No, it's then. Shit, hell yeah. I wish y'all could see the dance they just did. I can't say, y'all. And they are doing that goth dance from Vine. Shit. No, it's Afrobeat. Oh, yeah. And his name is Techno, but he spells it with a K. It's T-E-K-N-O. Y'all, he has a song called B, B-E, and a song called Yawa that I have not been able to stop playing. Y'all. Ain't that God's Listen name or something? Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey. Y'all, tell me this ain't a vibe. Make sure to flirt. Don't it? <laughs> so, 
it's cold outside right now, and this just gives me like a nice, warm, flirty summer vibe where you're just like walking through the street. You see that cutie that y'all lock eyes with. It's just, you know, it's yes. that vibe. Yes. And I love it. I love feeling like summer all year round. <laughs> I try my best. Man. But okay. please check out Techno. He is dope. Like, that's just one of my favorite songs of his, but literally his whole shit, his whole discography is dope. Shout out to Afrobeat. I'm going to check him out. Right. Check him yeah. out. He's dope, yo. The that's it. The last person I want to shout out, and then I'm going to close out the segment. Um, uh, Piff Marty, P-I-F-F Marty, M-A-R-T-I. She's she. He will be performing on January 11th at the Paper Box NYC. For those of you who don't know who he is, which will probably be most of you, I put him on my December Diddy Bops playlist, and uh, there was a song on there called "Represent" that he did. He's putting out some uh, songs from his project. He has another track called Four Years." You can look up his music on YouTube, um, iTunes, all the all the places. And if you are familiar with the track and you want to see him live, he's going to be at Paperbox. That's Paperbox NYC. You can go to MajorStage.com to get tickets. And again, that's on January 11th. And the Paperbox is right in Brooklyn, 17 Meadow Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11206. And that is it here over at The Music Man. I will get back to you all next week about the January playlist. Ooh, what's the name? I haven't Give decided yet. I, I just, see, I didn't start in January of last year with my playlist, so I feel like I should, like, make them all alliteration. Oh, or like cute. you know, I'll be like J J F F whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, it's a new year, so maybe I should branch out of that. But I want to complete my cycle of twelve because I feel like it's corny and I got to finish that first. <laughs> so maybe in like March instead of March moodness or whatever, I'm gonna make it something different. Cute. Oh, and I think I may have said the song. It's I said Yahweh. I think it's Yahweh. I hope I'm saying it right. Yahweh. Y'all correct me. <laughs> I think it's well, y'all Yahweh. Gonna, y'all gonna do it anyway. So <laughs> let us How know. does it spell? I think it's Yahweh. Y A W a, but I think it's like Yahweh. I think because Yahweh that means like God's name or something like that. Yeah, but mm. I don't know. That's the why song. I was like, "Well, what is this about? <laughs> <laughs> is this Sunday music or what?" Hey, Amen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like is this this nigga that made the Greenleaf theme song. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Yahweh. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, so. Moving right Don't along. Don't laugh away from the mic. <laughs> I'm done. Thanks again to Talkspace for supporting today's episode of The Friend Zone. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Send your therapist text audio and video messages or even do a live video chat no commutes no leaving the office and no judgments talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy go to talkspace.com friendzone and use code friendzone to get 30 dollars off your first month and show your support for this show that's code friendzone at talkspace.com friendzone talkspace it's therapy for how we live today as per as per usual, don't forget to email us at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. <laughs> Yo, the Greenleaf theme song is amazing. Okay, who could resing who could redo the Greenleaf theme song? 
you who? do it. Okay, no, bo- bonus what icebreaker. Yes. Bonus icebreaker. Who can do it perfectly? India Ari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? If I'm going to play then, Anthony Hamilton. I don't even know if this person can sing, but you know who I feel like really could do it <laughs> on Bertha from the OLG. <laughs> he said he can sing. I don't even know if she can sing, but she just looked like what? she could hold that. <laughs> she could hold that part down. I'm telling you. On Bertha, holding that wooden spoon. <laughs> oh, the person I was on the stage just passed. Oh, I was thinking, you know what? Asante, so what's the um? Where are we at, friend? We, we... <laughs> um, asking yeah. for a friend. What they want to know? <laughs> Which is what you guys want to know from us, Asante? What you got for us today? Ooh. All right, y'all. I'm gonna stall for another second because I don't feel like this is over. Heavy as the head. I don't feel like this is over. <laughs> Heavy as the head, y'all. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess it's not a miss. <laughs> this has been a long ass episode, so I'm gonna find like a, a I have I have a good short, hopefully potentially question. Okay. Um, shout out to Nancy. The subject is hashtag 2018 goals, <laughs> moving out and moving up. When hey, I sorry Nancy, give me just a second because I just have been dying this entire time and I just don't want it to happen no more. Anyway, all right. Hey guys, happy new year. Oh, you too. I just want to know, when did you all realize it was time to move out from the parents' crib and really start this adult life? I'm assuming most of your listeners are 20 to 35 years old trying to move up in the world and with the new year upon us, it'll be nice to hear your thoughts. I'm 27 and planning to move out this year. Finally, my Dukes, for some reason, never liked the thought of me actually moving out. But I guess it's a little harder because she does depend on me for a lot. I want my own space for more peace of mind, but also because I'm 27 and it's not fun inviting people, especially lovers, when mom is around. How can I let her know she will have to let go of this grip and I can support her as much as possible, even if we're not under the same roof? I'd love to hear your experiences and challenges. Thanks. New Year Better Me. I think it's always hard, especially, I don't know if, did she mention it was a single parent? Yeah, she did not. Oh, no. Well, from my situation, it was a single parent. So that was, like, rough. Like, it was just me and my mom my whole life. So she took it personal at first. I mean, but she took it personal when I wanted to leave for college. She was just like, (laughs) what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Going where? Um, So I think college actually kind of, help wean her off of me being in the house like she got used to it and then what actually took me out of my house though was a relationship when I just like moved out of New York but when I came back to New York and then I moved out my mom was actually really supportive because I was I was in I was older I was uh, creative and my mom understood that when you're creative, sometimes your apartment needs to feel creative in mm-hmm. a way that she wouldn't have necessarily been able to support. Like equipment, you know, here I am filming YouTube videos, a camera, <laughs> the light, the umbrella lights like in the middle of the living room. 
and all the things that you need, even if maybe sometimes you leave certain things on the floor that looks chaotic, but to you, you know exactly why That's it's right. there. Mm-hmm. Even just artistically, there was art I wanted up. There was colors I wanted the wall to be. There were plants I wanted. I wanted a certain bed, a certain dining room table. You know, like... And, you know, your mom could just be like, no. Exactly. It's her <laughs> home. You're not going to change up her crib. So I think it was a very natural thing of, like, I'm ready to express myself. And obviously lovers and having people over, that's a big portion of it, too, because I wanted my privacy. I was, like, growing up and a woman. And, you know, you're not going to be in the bedroom with your mom (laughs) next door, like, hearing all that shit. Um, So that was, yeah, I think it was just a natural progression. I will say, though, it's hard at first but then, at least for the parent, it might be a little hard. But then I think you guys get along better. Mm-hmm. You kind of start seeing each other as adults. I think my mom, like, saw me grinding and paying my rent and was like, oh, my God, look at my little kid, like, out here, you know, supporting herself as a creative. And then I was able to see her as, like, a woman. Not my mom that I'm under her household, but, like, a homie, like, calling each other to go to dinner and to go hang and it's like our relationship morphed in a really cool way where now we were two women who were getting to know each other outside of the parameters of mother and daughter it was just like what are what are the things you like to do think about it you don't when you live at home you don't really want to spend time outside with your parents because you see them already in the house so when you no longer in the house you actually have to learn each other. Like, what kind of shit do you like to do? What do you like to see? And then it's cool. Almost like you're not in a creepy way, but, like, you're, like, dating. You know? Like, you're, like, getting to know each other, like, as as people. And I think it's cool. It's actually an awesome shift. Well, I think that hurting your mom or dad's feelings or disappointing them is something that feels kind of unnatural. Yeah. So it's always difficult to, you know, do something that you know is going to hurt them. It's also challenging when you feel a sense of accountability for, like, your decision-making to your parents. So you don't want to do something dumb or do something that you feel like they won't be proud of. Mm. And so it's kind of hard for you to take the initiative and make that move. But if you're 27, and most importantly, you can afford to sustain yourself in your own house, then I think it's a great idea because the growth that you'll experience will be so beneficial to just your life and the way that things turn out for you. So I say go and move. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that you just have to, again, this is if you can afford to do that. Um, because sometimes it makes so much more sense to stay at your parents' house a little longer and set yourself up financially for success. Definitely. So if you're at the point where you can do that, then just move. And it's one of those things that you have to literally just decide um to to do and go ahead and follow through with it um and you just have to remember that you're an adult and you kind of can set your own rules and set the terms for your life and if you do want to move you can do that there's nothing wrong with you doing it so i think once you learn how to kind of harness your own power a little bit it'll be easier for you to do this and then after the first time it gets so easy after that, you really kind of stop. You'd be <laughs> like, like, girl, I, you stop going places you don't want to go. Be like, I am not going over there. You're open about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's great. I remember the first time when you, after you moved that, because normally you got to check in with your parents, and mm-hmm. now you don't have to call nobody. No damn body. You get home at four in the morning if you feel like it. Eating Drunk as hell. Drunk house. as hell. Bringing whoever you want to bring. And let's me not forget the best part: walking around naked. Oh my god! What? 
cook whatever you want. Make, you don't got to worry about th- your parents talking about what we eating or I made this. This is what's for dinner. It's right. Like, well, damn, I want it. Like, well, you should have cooked When that. you want. <laughs> with all of that said, my advice, take your freedom and run. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sit, sit down with your mama and tell her, you know, mom, I just left um, from signing my lease. I'm, I will be moving <laughs> out shortly. I love you, girl. You know, you know you can call me anytime. When I was young, you told me I could come and talk to you about anything. You can come and talk to me about anything, whenever. You just got to call me first. <laughs> okay? You can call me. I'll come here. I can take care of you from where I'm going to be at. We, you still my mother. I love you. Like, you don't have to ask your mom to move out. I know it's. I know that seems fucked up, but you don't have to ask her to move out. You don't. You're at that age to where you've been doing whatever you want to do. Now it's time to take that final step and do it under your own roof. And that is understandable, and that is okay, and you are ready to do that, so do that. It's nothing like having that security of home, you know, with your mom, because mm-hmm. you know that you're saving so much money. But, you know, like Dustin said, it's nothing like walking around the house naked, your <laughs> own house, and then just relishing in the fact that you're paying your own bills and you're doing your own thing and you're not with your parents or with anybody because you by yourself doing it. You get to do it, all of it, and there's the power in that. And you know what? I don't know if y'all agree. It also puts a little bit of a fire in your ass oh, and what? a huge battery in your back. Because you said I ain't now never you gotta going sustain, back. And you got to sustain now. Sometimes you get a little comfy. Not everyone, but you get a little bit comfy because you have the cushion and the netting of your parents. But now it's like, okay, rent, utilities. Okay. You know what I mean? Like all the groceries and getting on the train or if you have a car. like <laughs> Toiletries, cleaning Toiletries. Stuff. It dishes. gets so real. Washing your dishes, your picking sheets. your dishes, picking, picking your towels. Oh my yes. god, moving picking in. your sheets. Okay, like, remember when you move in, you have not one thing. You have to start from scratch. Oh man. Oh my god, it's overwhelming, but it puts a fire in. Back to so necessary for your development. Yes. Yep. Yay. All what right. Well, thank you, Nancy. You look and, like you need to get some boxes, girl. And I say all that <laughs> coming from the same. <laughs> Along with friend, like you know, I had a single parent. And mm-hmm. I was leaving my mom. I remember leaving Atlanta. Like, damn, I am leaving her into a whole complete different city. Like, my mother probably thinks I am the worst son in the world, but I did it, and she literally cried for like that first time. Like, she didn't cry until the airport. Mm-hmm. Like the whole time she was supporting me, and at the airport is when we had our moment. I was like, I can't believe I'm it hit her. her. But then you know, she didn't want to do that because she didn't want to keep me. She didn't want me to feel like guilty about staying. Aww. And I thought that, that was dope. She wanted me to, like, come out here and spread my wings. She said, spread your wings and prepare to fly. Come on. <laughs> come on, butterfly. Give it to me. Right. All right. That is it for that segment. Um, again, I'm going to give you the email because people still ask me for the email. <laughs> keep singing, friend. No, go ahead. You sure? I really want you to keep singing. Mm-mm. All right. The email is the friendzoneofloudspeakersnetwork.com. Okay. Can you... I was going to ask if you could sing while I'm talking so it could be like uh, my background music, like my right. It could be the the, the uh, friend zone score. Oh, my God. Like, all right, so now we're going to move on to the black business of the week. Um, you know, we love the black business of the week segment because we get to highlight all of our favorite things. That it's are like black. ASMR. <laughs> I'm not about to get you started. I'm about to wrap this up real quick. Black business of the week. 
Um, again, I give out the email. If you have a business or somebody that you want to highlight or something you think that we all need to know about, um, even if it's something that's in your community that means a lot and you want to send us pictures or anything, things that you vet. And a lot of the time we want to promote um, brick and mortar. We want to promote online. We want to promote trusted. We want to promote all sorts of brands. Mm -hmm. But I also like that we get to do whatever we want with the segment. And I want to highlight people and things that they are doing in the community. Uh, with that said, Kyle Rosenbaum emailed into the show. He is a businessman out of Newark, and he's launching a black boys camp. Um, again, Kyle Rosenbaum, he is starting the first ever camping event for young black professionals, and it's develop career skills, enjoy out outdoor activities, and you get to bond over a brotherhood. Um, so cute. The camp is April, uh, April, August 31st uh, to September 2nd, 2018. So you have more than enough time to plan. But the tickets are only just now going to go on sale this coming Monday, January 15th. They're going to be at blackboyscamp.com. And it's the Labor it's a Labor Day weekend event. And it's going to be held upstate New York at Adirondack Park. Adirondack State so Park. So dope, y'all. Yeah, so they're going to be all, doing all sorts of, like, outdoor events. They're going to have a variety of sessions, like... Old money versus new money, building generational wealth, um, you know, grill master, how to throw down at your next family cookout. So there's like really fun events, really serious events. And then you get to bond with all sorts of um, black men and black boys of other ages. So if you want more information, you can contact them at info at blackboyscamp.com. But if you want to just go on ahead and check out tickets and even more information and you don't have any questions, just go to blackboyscamp.com. So I wanted to highlight that. Thanks so much to Kyle Rosenbaum for doing that. Um, I think he's working with people. Or it says here that he's working with people from uh, Train Your Talents, Ace Content, The Grio, Afro Track. So all sorts of companies that are uh, in businesses, uh, ranging from like marketing, finance, and then uh, like I said, The Grio. Even like your your favorite website to get your favorite think pieces <laughs> and news. The Grio is more than think pieces. I'm not going to do that to them. So that's it for the Black Business of the so. Week. You know, people had a lot to say about that think piece thing I said really? last week. Yes. Uh-oh. They were talking about, well, think pieces is for this and that. And, and let me say this. I should have said this earlier in the episode. I, I remember, <laughs> the North remembers. <laughs> come on, come in, on. In the newspaper where there's like a journalist corner or even in magazines where like the editors have their letters, all that stuff. So there are plenty of places that think pieces do end up in editorials and stuff like that. But as far as when they come across on websites, I hate when they come up on websites as news. That's what I have a problem with with think pieces. You can have all your points and your opinions, but don't tell me that this is news and I'm reading this and this is literally just your opinion on the research that you've done. When I could have been doing my actual own research over here in certain cases and not have like a negative tinged effect. I want to stay malleable. And sometimes Hello. I feel like think pieces, you know, they, they deter me from that and I don't like that shit. <laughs> That's all I have to say, and that is all for me, and that is all for this week's episode, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? <clears throat> Not yet. I'm on the brink. On the brink. I'm on the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge. I love the smirk. Mm -hmm. Asante? I am on the edge, the brink, my damn self. Uh, <laughs> there is something coming. I There's a lot of stuff coming for me, but... Um, 
I will be performing soon. <gasps> I don't have a date yet. Yeah. But when I have that solidified, I will be sharing that with you all. I'm so excited so about this. So New York, mm-hmm. you know, New York is going to be time to play pretty Save soon. Save your coins. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, and, and it's going to be really small because I, that's how I like it. I want it to be something really memorable and I want it to be something really cool. Cute. And oh my it's going to be so bomb. Yes. So New York, look out for that. Um, I don't have any cool news. <laughs> I heard you laying low, friend. I'm you laying low. You gonna lay low. <laughs> I'm laying low, taking care of my body, taking care of my home. Lay and low, just, build high. Yeah, making sure that my foundation is strong for, <laughs> <laughs> for what this year is going to be. Did you so get your foundation off the birch box? <laughs> it's going to be strong. I'm dead. Shameless plug. <laughs> so that's it for us this week. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. And we love you. Stay black. We'll see you guys next week. And protect your magic. Bye. Bye. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 